Yurt, Akash here. I am in India for another week. That means I am not on today's episode of Flagrant, which means I am not there for Andrew's big announcement, which sucks. Uh, but I did want to send this note just saying, man, Andrew, I wish I could be there. Uh, I love you. I'm so proud of you. We've been in this for, what, 11, 12 years now. So I have watched you grind your ass off for 11 or 12 years. And I'm sure everybody's already figured out what the news is. I'm not going to give it away in case they haven't. But just know that I don't know anybody that deserves this more. Uh, love you, dog. Keep it tight. Keep it flagrant. All of that. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Flagrant 2. Uh, no easy buckets. This episode is brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. Don't get dunked on by an insurance company. Call Morgan & Morgan, and they'll fight to get you full compensation after a car crash or other injury. They've recovered billions, not millions, billions of dollars for people, and hiring them is 100% free mm. unless you win. That means you only pay if you win. That seems like the best deal in the world. Visit ForThePeople.com. That's F-O-R. ForThePeople.com forward slash flagrant for a free case review. Uh, let's start the show. Let's start it. My name is Andrew Schultz. That is Andrew Schultz. I'm here with Real Life Kaz or Kazim yes, or sir. whatever whatever your new and more uh, <laughs> official and corporate and professional name is. The, the more mean, podcasts you get. Works. Bro, it's like... <laughs> You're becoming like a dignified human being, bro. I know in front it's of hard. Our eyes. It's really hard. This is what keeps me from going full corporate. It's coming here. It's coming here. Yeah, it's coming holding you back. Getting off some fuck bombs. Yeah, (laughs) still got it. God damn it, still got it. So we're here. uh, We got Alex and Edin in the building. Um, Akash is in is in uh, India right now. Yes, at the parking lot garage. In the parking lot garage. He's in Mumbai. I believe the show is either today or coming up. So make sure you go check him out there. I'm sure you can get all the details at AkashSingh.com. But um, as we start the show today. As some of you might have noticed on my Instagram, I said I had a very special announcement. Today, Mm -hmm. we're recording it. It's Monday, but it's coming out Tuesday, so I'll make that announcement for all you guys. Um, Hopefully, and you get this up extra early, because I said that the the announcement coming out. When he says hopefully, he means you better get that. That's it. That's it. That that is my corporate way of saying get that fucking thing up. Uh, But yeah, so 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is coming out, and uh, basically. The announcement is this, is uh, I, I want to speak about a journey, a journey that, that I've been on, that we've kind of all been on. A lot of you listeners have uh, been, I mean, been on from the beginning with me. Some of you have come on midway through. Some of you come on at this tail end. And um, I'm truly appreciative of all of you guys. And it starts about like three years ago. And you guys have heard the beginning of this story, I'm sure, ad nauseum. But uh, three years ago, I, I remember I was sitting in my living room and uh, I received the final no on my special, this mm-hmm. special 441 that I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it was from a network called CISO that uh, nobody watched. I've so, never heard of CISO. It, well, yeah, well, they're, they they went out of business. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it was, it was crippling because, like, I received no from a place that nobody even <laughs> liked. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, like a place that wasn't good enough for anybody to watch. We're like, you're not good enough for no one. Yeah, <laughs> you, that's, you, like, that's like not getting you deserve hired at McDonald's. It's less like, than uh. no one. We can go into that McDonald's thing because I have an issue with like minimum wage yeah. that, that's starting to really bother me. But okay. we'll we'll get we'll okay. get into that later. Um, I just think it's fucked up to pay someone minimum wage because you're basically saying like, if I could. 
If pay I could you, pay you less, I would. You're, you're saying like <laughs> if you could be a slave, I would hire you that way. Right? Like, but there's a minimum amount we have to pay human yeah. beings to work. It's almost so like I'll they go, pay you that. Oh, Fine. Oh god. Here damn. you go. Like if as an employer you have to pay at least fifty cents more yeah, yeah, than minimum wage, absolutely. so you don't look like the evil person that's they don't behind Scrooge McDuck. Exactly. It's like an episode of The Watchmen when you see someone paying a minimum wage, you're like, dude, what's in your closet? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't want to give away too much. Okay. Good. Anyway, so um, I remember after having that that moment, I'm sitting there on my couch and I'm just like, okay, this is not. I can't live like this. I can't go through my career hoping that an executive likes me or hoping that the culture of the time is going to promote the comedy I do right. because the culture could change like right. it did. And then all of a sudden, the type of comedy that I grew up doing, this kind of flagrant, wild, potentially offensive, edgy comedy, mm -hmm. could become taboo and not cool. And then all of a sudden, what, no more specials, no more opportunities, no yeah. more anything? And I was like, this, this is not how I'm going to provide for my family. It's not how I'm going to provide for myself, provide for my friends. This is not how I can take care of anything. So I realized, okay, I have to... I have to make a change. Like I have to do something in life that's going to put myself in control of, of my destiny, mm -hmm. right? And I realized that the only way to do it is like follow the people that I thought had control of their destiny, right? Like, like you know, the Tyler Perry's, it's like the the Walt Disney's, you know, the mm -hmm. even like the Rudy Ray Moore, that's the guy who Dolomite, Dolomite. is about, if any of you guys saw, right? Yep. It's like these people invested not in the industry, but in the people, yeah. right? And even they're Russ, like, you said Russ is a so, so Russ, a huge shout out to Russ, because mm -hmm. he was the one who inspired the new uh, joke every week, yes. right? Yes, And because he was doing a new song every week. Yes. But it's like this investment in the people, right? It's like, before that, you invest in the industry. It's like, how do I make a clean five minutes? How do I make a good clean 30 minutes? Or mm -hmm. how do I have a palatable this, that, the other? And I was like, fuck that. I want to be completely authentic with the people. And I truly believe that if I had a deep connection with them and they felt like I respected them and they felt like what I was giving them was truth, mm -hmm. right, that they would bring me to the top and they would spread the word and it would be this really organic thing happened. I was like, that's the only way you have control. Mm -hmm. of the, there's no way otherwise. And... Um, I sat there and I go, okay, I will allow the people to bring me to the top or the people to crumble me. If I give it to the people and nobody likes it and they say, go fuck yourself, yeah. I can accept that. Yeah, yeah. But I will it's not- It's always good to go out on your sword. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I will never allow someone in a suit to decide what happens to me in my career. Mm. The people will always be the ones at the end of the day. Mm. Jury your peers. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It ain't going to be some emperor who goes thumbs up, thumb down. There's going to be millions of people who go thumbs up, thumb down. Gotcha. And I'm fine. I can live with that one. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the idea of like one person- Having my destiny in their hands. It's bullshit. That's it's when bullshit you, in most situations. That's how you get your head cut off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how emperors die. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like they say no to the wrong person. Right? And then you that gotta happens get, every fucking day. Every day. Most kings get their head cut off, and it's usually by one guy. So Because he's like, yo, you're not representing what we want. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So, at the end of the day, I realized that, this, that the industry is nothing without the people. Right. So I'm like, OK, boom, we just got to go go right to the people, say, fuck it. We create our own industry. We do all that. And I go, you know what I can do is I can give away all this stuff before that comics. We always hoarded our material for a special. And I'm like, yep. why don't I do the exact opposite? Why don't I give it all away? And if the people fuck with it, they'll come up to my live shows and I can afford to, you know, feed my family. I afford to do all these things like that. Right. And it works. Right. I start selling tickets. Everything's good. And. I find this thing, this kind of like hack of the system, and I, I realize, you know what? It's probably better to share this. Mm. I think a lot of times what happens is like when you find some way of making money or having success, like people hoard it. You know, like the first 
the first I think people to, to find a way to like um, tame horses. Mm-hmm. That was technology back in the day. Yeah, and you know what they did? They're like, "Yo, don't give this out. This you gotta come to our guy. We're the only guys who could train horses. Boom, come get money with me. Yeah, right. Makes and sense. and I was like, "Fuck it. Mm-hmm. This is how the game should be played." Mm-hmm. I thought that there was value in just giving back because I I, re- I remember going in that moment. I was like, "If I get any success." I will bestow this upon the other people who I think will will do the same thing with it. Because it, it, we'll it goes back to your original plan of like going with the people, and that's not just selling tickets. That's no. with the community. That's how you build. That's, that's how, how you build, build industry, right? Exactly, it's yeah. like that's how you make. That's how you take something from same. the ground up. It's not just you hoarding everything. Same. It's you sharing, and then it becomes ubiquitous. It becomes ubiquitous with comedy, same. right? That's the same reason why I do so many fucking interviews and podcasts. People are like, yo, how do you get in the so so your hands in so many things? Like I tell them, I'm yeah. like, listen, like you have to keep your, you know, there's no there's no point in hoarding all this information if you can't, you know, use it to better people and in 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 the, in the weird way, you're kind of bettering yourself as well because now. You got to evolve. 100%. Right. And you get pushed. Yes. You know what exactly. I mean? It's like once somebody does something better, now it makes me go, okay, now we got to be better than that. Right. It just pushes the art and it's great. I mean, we did things. I think once you experience a little bit of power in your industry, it, it shows a lot about who you are. Right. And if you're the type of person that wants to like hoard all that power, then you don't deserve the power. And if you're the type of person that wants to help other people mm-hmm. who deserve it, you just, you know, I think. That's why when deserve. people say it's lonely at the top, it's bullshit. It don't have to be. It don't have to be lonely at the top. So, like, I thought we did the right thing. You know, I thought we, you know, we filming Giannis' special, doing these inside jokes, really trying to expose people here with these comics that they could be really friends with. Yes. And, like, just kind of, like, put people out on a platform when we start to have it. Um, even giving tough love to Akash. Like, now he Akash is it. killing it. Though. He needed it. He I needed remember, it, but I he's remember the it. days where he was just like, he didn't want to. I remember the days when he didn't want to like meet people after shows yeah. or, you know, was too scared to, not scared to do. He to just put out his material. Put he out didn't material, wanna... yeah. Be on social media. It's like, you know, and now look at him. He's a fucking Bro, he's Mumbai. He's on YouTube. He's international. <laughs> he's doing shows. It's just a beautiful thing to see. Yeah. And I basically, so I basically come to this moment where. Um, we film Views from the Sis, mm-hmm. right? Alex comes out, Matt comes out, we go to Europe, we film Views from the Sis, my special, not which was before the crowd were special. And I I have Views from the Sis, and I'm going out to L.A., and I'm doing some podcasts, and I uh, meet with this production company called Comedy Dynamics. Okay. And I don't think I told people this story, but Comedy Dynamics... Uh, recognize the wave. They understood it. It's very rare that industry folks recognize things that early, but they mm-hmm. understood it. And they said to me, they're like, hey, don't release your special. We want to buy it. They were the only network. Once again, nobody cared. They, were the, and they weren't even network. They were a production company. Right. They're like, we want to buy it. And I'm like, I'm releasing it in a week. And they're like, just don't. Just, can't you just hold off? We'll, we'll, we'll make you an offer. And I go, it's a million dollars and you got to give me it in a week. Mm. And they go, <laughs> now, they go, I don't think that we that's realistic in any world. Like this, yeah. you know, this is not fucking. What is what is that movie? Not backdraft. The other one. <laughs> Which movie are you talking about? Uh, it seems like a Nicolas Cage movie. Not Nicolas Cage. The other white guy. The uh, the other white guy. He's like Come on, bald. Alex, you know this. This <laughs> He's like bald. Not Nicolas Cage. He saves the world always. He saves Bruce New Willis. York. Bruce Willis. Oh, Bruce Willis. What's the movies that he did? Like four of them. One with Samuel L. Jackson. Fuck a fine though. I didn't look it up. Samuel Jackson's is one. He did a bunch. It's always New York. Some Russian is about to blow up New York. Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No shit. Okay. Tie this together because I'm I'm trying to see where this is. Anyway, that's some like that's some heist shit. It's like I need a million dollars by tomorrow night. Oh, like speed. Whatever. Exactly. (laughs) Right. And you're like, where the fuck are we gonna get a million dollars? You can't just go on a chase and get a million dollars because you know Keanu Reeves says so. Right. So 
the situation is, uh, but I just said it, and, and it was one of those things where it was like, as a creative, just because nobody wants your thing doesn't mean it doesn't have value. Okay. You decide your value, right? And I remember thinking that, and I was like, you know how much shit is worth. That's how much you think it's worth. So uh, they don't make the, the thing, but we have a cool meeting and everything's chill, and eventually... Uh, I release a special, I go on Rogan, and then shit really goes to another level. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I start touring, I start doing these theaters around the world, like we're selling out, it's fucking unbelievable. And uh, I go to this, um, it really changes comedy in a, in a lot of ways with the, sh the clip stuff, because all these agents and managers start telling their clients, yo, you gotta put out clips, and that's mm -hmm. the thing, and now all of a sudden we're in this share economy with clips, and it's like, it's been unreal to see this kind of transform comedically, because mm -hmm. it was not the zeitgeist at all, you know? Right, right. And, um, and then all of a sudden, I, I, I get asked to go do this this festival called JFL, Just for Last. Yep. I was never asked to do festivals, and I get asked. And they asked me to come up, and I go, yeah, I'll come up, but I really want to do the Nasty Show, because my favorite comic ever, Patrice O'Neill, would do the Nasty Show, mm -hmm. and I just wanted to walk in his fucking shoes, because I thought he was so great, and I thought it would be a cool thing. And they say no. And I say, um, all right, well, I don't need to go. And the reason I say I don't need to go is because I have the people now. Yeah. That festival can't do anything for me. Because the festival is just a way to get you in front of networks, which then get you in front of people. Mm -hmm. I got you already people. got people, yeah. So no you need. can't offer me anything, mm -hmm. and when you can walk away, they don't know how to handle that. Oh yeah. So True when power. I said no, they go, "All right, fine, you could do the festival, and you could do the nasty show." And I go, "No, no, no, I'm gonna do the nasty show, and I'm gonna do two of my other shows." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "We can't do the other shows." I go, "Well, then I can't go, obviously." <laughs> 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 Now, if you just said yes to the Nazi show, we wouldn't have this predicament. This problem. <laughs> but, yeah. but you don't fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you let yeah. me know you really want me there. <laughs> so, so then they they acquiesce. We do the Nazi show, and then we do the two other shows. And I have a I have a really good JFL. I come back from JFL, and we get a call right from Netflix. Mm. Now, some of you guys know my history of Netflix. Yes. People think I'm, think I'm anti-Netflix. I'm not. I'm just making observations about Netflix. When I went on that Rogan, I, I said Netflix is dead because I looked at like the debt structure that they had and the fact that none of their original programming was successful. It was all mm -hmm. the things that they were releasing and those were about to time out, etc. Everybody thought I was crazy and then now you see a lot of these, these articles coming out. So Netflix give us the call and they go, hey, we want Andrew to do this show called The Degenerates. It's mm -hmm. a 15-minute set. It's $25,000. Do you want to do it? Uh, I, I, my agent tells me about it and I go, well, I give my content away on, for free on Instagram. I give it away for free on Twitter. The money is never the issue. It's just, it's the, it's the right opportunity. I'm like, I'm not against it. Mm -hmm. The next day we get a call from Comedy Dynamics, that production company yes. I spoke about. They go, Hey, we want to work with Andrew. What's Andrew up to? My agent, TJ, very intelligently says, he just got an offer from Netflix. He doesn't say what it was for. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say it was for yeah. 15 minutes and $25,000. Yeah. He just said he got an offer from Netflix. Yeah. So um, they go, wait, don't sign anything. Give us a few days. We're going to cook something up. Okay. Okay? This is getting closer to the announcement that I want to talk about. Okay. It might be a long I'm place. I'm sitting on the edge there. of my seat because mm. I really don't know the announcement. Mm. I was now. like, I want to find out <laughs> on there with everyone else. So so we get the call. Um so what we do is we have to stall Netflix. So we ask Netflix for a few things we know they're not going to give us, right? <laughs> so so I ask, I want to be the first comic in the series to come out, and I also want to have my face on the first image. Okay. Now, Netflix is not going to give that up, right? Unless they do. Well, unless they, unless they do, <laughs> but they're not because they don't get it. But also, 
even if they do or they don't, they have to put that through the execs. Yes. That takes days. So now we have days. Okay. Right? In that time, we get an offer from Comedy Dynamics. My lawyer sits me down. Not my lawyer. My agent sits me down. He's so excited. We're sitting down, and he goes, okay, here's the offer from Comedy Dynamics. And he's sitting there, and he's, like, thrilled. And I look at the offer, and the offer is for my next special. Mm-hmm. And it's for a million dollars. Shit. Right. And I'm looking, I'm like, dude, this is fucking amazing. This is, you just turned $25,000 deal into a million dollar deal. This is an amazing job. This is so incredible. It's a shame we have to turn it down. (laughs) 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 When I tell you he had a heart attack, dude, his face turned white. Dude, like, and he's a white guy. But I don't know how white can get whiter, but it got whiter, dude. It was, it was hilarious. translucent. Bro, he was like a fish at the bottom of the ocean. You know, the ones that don't have, he's a jellyfish. That's what he was. He literally turned into a jellyfish. And he's like, what do you mean? This is everything that you asked for. This is the deal. And he goes, remember when we went there a year ago and you said it was a million dollars? Well, here's the special. And I go, yeah, that was the deal a year ago. The price don't, the price of the brick that went up. It went up. It's just changed, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like if I don't value myself and I don't value what I am, then mm. I then what what do I have? Shrewd, it's just an arbitrary amount. Jewish man, that right. answer show. <laughs> <laughs> so so it was one of those things, and and I literally sat there and I thought about it, and it was one of those things that was really important to me because it wasn't about the the money of the special. I but in that amount of time, I put out three specials. I charged zero dollars for all of them. Yeah, I don't make my living on on specials. But the message that I wanted to do is to put out is, you know, I I played a role in convincing all these comics in the world to share their content for free. But just because you give away your content doesn't mean it's worth nothing. Yeah. It's worth whatever the fuck you want it to be worth. Yes. So I decided what it was worth then. And then I decided it became worth more. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be worth more. And if you say no, guess what I'm just as happy doing? Releasing it on YouTube, this amazing platform that yep. gave me the success I have today. So Best I say no. I ever got when I was younger. Say what? Never work for cheap. Always work for free or full price. I love that. Never work for cheap. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. So it's like, boom. So I say no. Mm-hmm. He freaks the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And I go, just tell him. He goes, no, it can't be that price because that was the price that it was last time. It's got to be more. Gotcha. He comes back in two days. <laughs> We got more. <laughs> I won't tell you what it is. I mean, it's more than a mill. You know I mean? That's all I can all say. Right. So, and again, I don't say this, and uh, the, you know, the amount of money is in terms of bragging, right? It's like that amount of money has helped something else, which I'm going to talk about later in this episode that we've been waiting to talk Ooh, about finally. for you guys for for months. Yeah. But uh, what I what I what I say that is, is if you're a creative and you're in this process, you don't have to be stand-up. You could be music, you could be art, whatever it is. But if you're going through a similar journey that that we went through, and what I mean we, I mean obviously my team, Alex, Mark, you guys, Eden, Akash, but also all the people that have been sharing these clips and making these things relevant. It's like you can give everything away mm-hmm. and then use that to get a way better deal than you would ever get. Mm-hmm. You know, And when we did it, one of the cool things was is that we signed it with a production company and I partnered with that production company that's Comedy Dynamics and then we got to choose where we sell the special to. Mm. And I can't say the network right now, but I think that you guys are going to be pretty happy when I when I say <laughs> what it is. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and trust me, yeah. your boy is always looking at the future and what the future is going to be 
and I'm very excited to announce it. And I'm sure we'll announce it in the upcoming months. But the the special announcement I have right now is is that yes, my first uh, network special, one hour special, yeah. is going. Is deal is signed. It's going to be uh, filmed in Los Angeles, California, April 11th at the Orpheum Theater, the same theater as Dolomite. Hell yeah. And oh uh, that shit meant so much to me when I saw him pull up to that theater, man, yeah. in the movie. And I was like, because these theaters in downtown LA were so important, so special to people. That's where mm-hmm. they, they re- literally, they would all connect and like just watch these movies God and experience damn. these like cultural waves. And this motherfucking Dolomite, dude, he did it himself. And he, what happens is when you build up the people, everybody wants to come work with yeah. you. Yeah. And I felt like, I felt like the stars were aligned so much when I watched that. So I was like, nah, it's got to be there. And yeah, we're going to do it. So what we're doing is today, right now, as you listen to this, you can get tickets. Uh, there's a pre-sale code. And the reason we did pre-sale code is because I know there's certain people who have been on this journey with me for years and they all around the world. There. You guys deserve first dibs. Yeah, they deserve to be there. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, these days are all yours. Pre-sale code is Matador. You can get the link. Uh, on my website, theandrewsalt.com. But if you want to come, come, man. We saved this fucking date. We saved this specific city. We decided to do it this specific day. And I wanted it to be mm. Easter weekend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the resurrection is important. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, that's Easter weekend. It's like, oh, I yeah. want it to be in LA. I want it to be like in the city that said no, in the city that breaks your dreams, in the yeah. city that turns you down. It's like, nah, we're going to go do it there. And everybody's going to bend with us. And for me, I really see it as like the first special in the new wave of new media. Mm-hmm. The first deal that reflects new media. The first deal reflects ownership, you know what I mean? And like partnering on a project, not just going, okay, here's my rights, you do whatever you want with yes. it. But like, no, I know what my value is and you're going to pay me according to that value. And I'm just really excited. I'm really excited for that that moment. Bro. I'll just thank you. So theandrewstoll.it out. If you guys want, you have three days to go get those tickets for <sighs> anybody else. If you're flying in, I know those motherfuckers are probably going to be flying in, taking trains, driving, whatever it is. Go get them shits. You have three days before the the uh, the whole world knows about it. God damn. And um, that's because I appreciate y'all so much. So thank right. you so much for being on this journey, man. All thank right. you. All right, let's talk some sport. No, I'm just late. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, I, I rarely get, uh, you know, you rarely get emotional. Yeah. And Akash rarely gets emotional. But I remember when you were here, like, legitimately like finalizing the deal on the phone before the we call, were yeah. filming uh an episode of Flagrant 2. Yeah. And I just seen like you know what I mean like you 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 hit some you hit some doubles, you hit some triples, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But like you had that smile on your face like you just hit like a fucking like a a grand slam. Not just a home run like you out and everybody else with you mm. is, is 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 crossing the home plate too, and I I legitimately didn't want to know. I wanted to be like, you know, yeah. I want to find out with everybody else because I still don't know the network, so I'm not kayfabing y'all. I'm not fucking you know bullshitting y'all. But I mean, I feel like you know I, I was I was a part of this journey with you for for the past. It seems like what three years now yeah. we've been doing this this fucking yeah. show, and I remember. The early days of of doing this and doing episodes of Brilliant and just like, it's really fucking special when you can track the exact moment when like a trajectory changes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just like as a friend and like as somebody who's, you know what I mean? Even before we were friends, like I was just a fan of your shit. I just thought you were funny. I watched the shit on the guy code like like a, a a, a a bunch of people did. Yeah. And like- 
just being part of this journey, man, like it's 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 incredible. It's inspiring as somebody who I think shares the same sort of work ethic, of even though it's not stand up comedy. It's like it's your field. Other yeah, shit. Going for you know it. what yeah. I mean? Like it's just it's just so fucking dope to see somebody deservingly get that. And I you know I spoke to people and I spoke to you know Al and and other people about like sharing the the amount of money mm-hmm. about it and. The reason I thought it was important is because I'm not Dave Chappelle and I'm not Chris Rock. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not Amy Schumer. Yeah. And I'm not these people that you hear these crazy deals that are made, you know, yeah. in the millions of dollars. I'm not them. Yeah. I'm not the famous person that got the big deal from Netflix because they're famous. I'm the guy that the streets knew about. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm mm-hmm. the guy that the people knew about. And there's so many people who really, I'm even listening right now who are like, yo, you're you're one of my favorite comics, or you're my favorite comic, but I don't know how many people know you, right? <laughs> That's and, the best type of fame to have. Oh, though. it's the best. But what yeah. I'm trying to say is like not only for them, but also for other comics is you don't need to be them to get it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to be the super famous person. You don't need to be the person like grandfathered in from doing all these movies and TV shows. You could build your shit now yeah. and get what you're worth now. Yeah. And guess what? That's what you're worth. That's where it starts. So know that going into your contract negotiations with Netflix, know it going into your contract negotiation with with Hulu, with all these mm-hmm. other other brands. Know where it starts. Oh yeah. I just told you. Oh yeah. And you know what? If you can get more, good. Get more. That's get I more, mean, shit. It's on some ninja shit where it's like ninja's a guy. Who the streets knew about, oh, and then yeah, you yeah. see this motherfucker's numbers. I thought and you were like, saying the N word politely. No, <laughs> not like, <laughs> said, oh, like, no, 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 Ninja, the video game guy, yeah, yeah. fucking left Twitch, yeah. went to uh, Mixer because Microsoft paid him a stupid bag. Right. But like, you hear the type of money he's getting, and it's like, yo, this guy's got more money than like your your the probably the best player on your favorite basketball team or football team, and like the streets knew about this dude, oh. and he broke a different way of creating content That's it. where he got to create his own fucking n- number. It. You know what I'm saying? And my and, win and is your win. I don't got to share this shit with you. I yeah. share it because I want you to come up. I'm and maybe you don't way. have what I have, so maybe you're not going to get that much yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're going to get a, a portion of that, but at least you know where the benchmark is. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like at least in the NBA, everybody knows each other's salary, so you could go, well, shit. I'm better than Jerry Stackhouse. Oh, yeah. Or shit. I'm not as good as LeBron, but I'm better than whatever. Of course. You know, I'm better than fucking... The most powerful thing you could do is as 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 creatives in the same ben field... Ben Simmons, whatever, yeah. Ben Simmons. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I couldn't I mean, think that's, what, that's the whole Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz thing. Like, Carson Wentz get paid. Dak Prescott beats him every time. I was like, I should get more money. So why yeah. should I give... But at exactly. least you know that. In our field in entertainment, motherfuckers want to be real quiet about People what they get. People are very get. stingy about That's every field. And you know what? That's how they use it against us. That's how every when field. When we don't know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? When we don't know what we're doing and where what we're worth and what we can get paid yeah that's when we start signing away checks oh yeah because a lot of times you don't put any value on what you're worth and you're saving the company money they don't need it they don't don't need it honestly that's kind of why i've been following like steven ace like i've been on my sports kick for a long time for this past year and i love steven a smith because it's like you know you don't got to be hove or or lebron or you could be him and he tells people how much money he's getting so i'm like i'm on that trajectory i'm gonna get every i'm gonna i'm gonna fill up every fucking field so eventually i know that's the benchmark i'm Mm -hmm. like i'm getting that bag maybe not this year maybe not next year but i'm getting something close to there and and over that and it's because i've seen you do it you know what i mean like i've seen a lot of people getting and i wanted you to get your shit off uh, three things. So when I started this journey with you, like uh, first I was working with Brilliant for a while and I saw the work ethic of Drew and Charlemagne. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, these guys outwork every, everybody. everybody I've ever met everybody. in my yeah. life. And I'm like, oh, okay. So now it's like I'm just picking on jewels. I'm like, all right, one clear way to succeed is work, 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 work. So I adopted that type of work ethic. I'm like, you know what? This should never be a time where I'm bored. Right. Because there's always time to do something. Mm-hmm. So right. I like that's one thing I really commend. And then I even see it with you, Kaz, like just mm-hmm. outworking everybody out here. Like it's funny when people say, yo, how many jobs you got? Like that's a fu- hilarious thing to say. Listen, I'll, um, I'll go anywhere as long as they pay me to. The, <laughs> the next thing, it's like um, you choosing to give away the formula. At first, I was against it because I guess I came from that old mentality of like, yo, we found a way to get it. Like, don't yeah. just give it up to everybody. And then yeah. I saw like how appreciative other comics and even just other people in other fields are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then I realized uh, Elon Musk, like he gave away the patent to like the Tesla battery. Yeah. And it's like, look still nobody is making a better electric car than him. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right. So now I see this giving mentality is so fucking, it, it's useful, it's it's needed more because a lot of people yep. are just, they they looking for their way, but they can't find their way. they're scared. Yeah. It's a scarcity thing. And then, fuck, I was one more point I forgot to make. While you think about it, while yeah. you think about it, but I, I think that's what it comes from. And we've all been scared. We've all had like that insecurity, like, well, what if I give this away? Will other people do it better and then I won't have it any, yeah. anymore? But like, at the end of the day, it's like, we got to have confidence. Like, if I could think of this, I could think of another thing. Even if, I, even I could if think you don't of have the, the confidence, thing. it gives you, it puts the battery in your back to make sure you at least have the work ethic to outdo that confidence. Facts. Because it's like, you know, you I, I'm saying specifically with giving away. Yeah. And also, like, who the fuck would I be to to come out here on a podcast every week and say, yo, the army provides and we got to give back and, and we got to help each other. <laughs> and I'm not doing that for my own, mm-hmm. you know, colleagues in comedy. Like mm-hmm. I got to be, I got to be the representation of that always. Mm-hmm. I got to give more. I got to be given the most always so mm-hmm. that, that people under me feel, well, shit, if he's giving away that much, I got to at least yeah. like that's what Rogan did, right? Yeah. Like Rogan transformed the comedy scene in LA because he literally just helped. Mm-hmm. And now any anybody under Rogan got to help because if you don't, you're like, who the fuck are you? You're not, you're you're, not Rogan. You're not bigger than this motherfucker. Yeah, you know, that makes sense. But you were saying? No, I was oh. saying. You know, I just remember. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Alex. Yeah, the third part I was just gonna make. Um, it's very important to speak things into fruition and then always like, um practice what you preach yeah because i remember when i was like deciding on what should i leave my job and do this full time and um you know some of the key things you were just telling me like yo hard work and like always be positive even the people who shit it on you like just don't invite that negativity into your life and then uh you also said i remember in that conversation you're like this year I'm going for, I'm going for the mill. Like yeah. you, you said you're gonna be a millionaire this year. Yeah. And you fucking did it. It's and that's crazy. fucking amazing. That's crazy. Congratulations. Bro. Dude, I remember sitting down in my in my apartment, how to, going, how do I back into a million? <laughs> Meaning like like a million in my head was always like, Well, you're just gonna get one check and then that's what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. But it's like the, and randomly this type of situation <laughs> happened but like but like how do you back in which is like okay if I'm making this much here I'm making that much there I'm making that much here this is from a live show this is from this and there is a way 
to make the most daunting thing in the world, which is like becoming a millionaire or something like that, there is a way to make it accessible. And it might not happen in one year. It might happen in two years. It might happen in three years. But there is a way to break it down into smaller pieces. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a 100K here. I got 200K here. I did this, that, the other. And the same way that you can break that million up, you can break that 100. Mm-hmm. There's somebody listening right now who just wants to make six figures. Yo, you can, you can back into shit. six figures, <laughs> you bro. You can do that shit. I'm telling you, you might be at 80 and you're like, hold up. So if I do overtime, now I'm at 92. And if I babysit my cousin's kid this many weeks, now I'm at 96. There's ways to get there. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. It's like, mm-hmm. stop acting like that shit is is unreachable. Dog, I I, I, I remember, and I, I feel like we're opening, I feel like this is a lot of uh, 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 behind the scenes talk about the podcast. But yeah. I remember like literally this time last year. Where I think we was all sitting in, I think Pret, and we were just kind of like, "All right, what's what are we what are we gonna do for next year? Like, I what's the, what's yeah. the fucking goal?" And I remember people were talking. We were talking about you know changing the name of the, even adding like your name yep. to the shit. This is after the Rogan bump and like yep. all this other shit that we were just kind of like plotting. And I remember a specific thing you said is like, "Yo, what is your personal goal for this? Like, what do you want to get out of this?" And I'm just like. I want to be the sports guy. Like, I want to be the motherfucker who, like, you know, there's a lot of old motherfuckers in this shit. I want to be that next dude. You had your specific goals. Akash had his own specific goals. Alex, Edin, like, we all had our own shit that we were after. And to come back 365 days later, and you're a millionaire. (laughs) I'm a fucking, you know, I'm, you know, people have called me, like, the fucking new voice in New York sports. 100%. You are. Every fucking The Post. (laughs) The Post. Sports New York. Fucking Nike, I just signed a, a couple deals with Adidas Ooh. and Under Armour with yeah. no fucking, you know, exclusivity to any of them. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, just a bunch a bunch of shit. Akash is in fucking his home country. So, and Akash's <laughs> dream has always been to, to like, perform for his people. As yeah. he like that. And the fact that he's gone there twice this year to do shows. God. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's fucking insane what you can do. When, and and granted, you know, people probably listen to this and like, oh, God, get to the jokes. But sometimes you need to hear this shit. It's the right. end of the year. You know what I'm saying? You it's, need it's, to. It's it's important time to reflect. And, I, and I'm not one of these motherfuckers that waits for the new year to do everything nah. different. I never made a New Year's resolution in my life mm-hmm. because the resolution starts when you need it. Yeah. But it is important. Mm-hmm. I feel like bars. it is important to reflect. <laughs> say what? I said bars. It's true, right? <laughs> it's like, but it is important to reflect on like the ability of it. Like yeah. Akash went in one year. From being almost homeless to getting married. <laughs> oh shit! You know you're what I'm saying? Like that's the flossiest fucking wedding. That's too, a glow bro. up right like, there, yeah. right? So it's like, and I just, I just know, and I know it sounds so crazy in times. Yeah. And again, I don't define anything by the money. I've never done a single thing in my life to make money specifically, like a single mm-hmm. project that I wanted to, yeah. to do, right? It's like, but I knew that we had something great here and I knew that there was something missing in the world here, mm-hmm. you know, and I knew that the flagrancy would be so refreshing to people and the way that, like, it's caught on and the way that, like, I mean, just chucking up the asshole when Dog, someone sees you, bro, so it's like... it's fucking crazy, bro. It's, it's a squad, bro. It's an army out there. It's more than that at this point. It's a fucking... Damn. Like, I've always I've always told people, my only this goal... It's cult, bro. We out here with a cult, dog. It's, my it, only you know goal I mean? in life yeah. was to just be marks on a timeline. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if there's a timeline of shit and you got one of those indents, those marks, it's like, all right, whether it's podcasting, comedy, yeah. sports, content creating, whatever the fuck this whole hodgepodge of things is. Yeah. We have a mark on podcasting, the way comedy is done, the way sports is talked about, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you're bringing this up, Cash. And 
that is a fucking that is worth more than any fucking check. Just knowing that people innovation innovation yeah why are you pushing it, it when to it, the next level when it, when it was fucking hard for a lot of motherfuckers just to be i, I was one of the people yeah i was one of those people i was like man i don't know what to talk about i don't know you know yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm my catchphrase at one point was i, I ain't touching that yeah, i'm not touching it yeah so mm-hmm. now i'm just like <laughs> now let's go fuck it because there's value in fuck it man yeah. because when you have the people they can't they can't take anything away mm. from you i have no i have no fear man they cannot take anything away and i'll tell you when you talk about innovation, that brings us to the next thing. I think that mm. I've been I've been waiting mm. to tell y'all this about this <laughs> oh, for so yes. long, man. And you guys have heard me tease about it forever. But mm. I told you, you know, earlier, and I probably told it a million times on this podcast, is that I the only reason for me making money is so that I can push these projects that I have further so I can take care of my friends, I can take care of my family, so I can produce content in the most authentic way. That's all I've ever wanted to do. I don't want to have to bend to a a network standard or these types of things. When we have the ability to create this content ourselves and when we started doing this deal, you know, and it looked like the deal was going to go through, I pulled the trigger on something that you guys are going to see in the new year. And that is, we have a new content facility mm. in Brooklyn, New York. Mm. It is, it is going to house Flagrant Two. We have another podcast that I'm starting called Schultz, and we'll give you more details about that in the future. But that's just one-on-one interviews, similar to the one I did with James Altucher or Cypher Sounds, Cypher Sounds, mm-hmm. Miko Grimes, like these kind of like long-form interviews where I'm talking to these people who have really interesting story or perspective I want to share. It's got another studio, which is a generic podcast studio for new projects. Maybe Kaz wants to do something. Maybe Al or Edin wants to do something. Maybe these other people we want to support can go in there and we can give them a real platform, a real space mm-hmm. where they can create and upgrade their their current situation because we know what it's like to be in a situation that needs to be upgraded. <laughs> uh, we got the green screen studio mm-hmm. so we can create content. And this is one of the coolest parts for me is we have a live performance space. Yes. So I'm talking about screening a special, doing live comedy shows, watching NFL games. I mean, like seating, the whole nine yards. So intimate you know maybe 50 people maybe a little bit more than that but the fact that we have all this in our studio editing bays for alex mark edin anybody else on the team like legit so they're not on their fucking laptops typing away but like the real fucking deal yeah and i mean like full lighting rigging full we upgraded the cameras we have these like amazing cool new cameras that we're working with and uh right now the guys are out there building it we've uh, some of you guys might have noticed this we've had the two biggest do-it-yourself guys on YouTube, um, we got Ben Uyeda and Mike Montgomery. You can check out their YouTube. They have tons of stuff. They've done the biggest deals. They've designed the studio. They've We did state-of-the-art, like, I mean, soundproofing, none of this fucking bullshit. I'm talking about the real deal. And um, we have one thing that I think is going to change podcasting forever, and I can't wait for you guys to see it. But well, all I'll say is this. Say goodbye to microphones. <laughs> this shit right in front of your face, the whole fucking podcast. Done with that. This big fluffy thing. And I'm not talking about lavaliers like they do on TV. Yeah. I'm talking about a new technology that's not even available in the consumer market yet. Oh my God. We got in contact with this great company who's been doing all of our audio visual stuff. 
and uh, shout out to Overtone Sounds that did all of our custom sound paneling. They yep. were great. You're gonna you're gonna hear all about these guys in the near future. But we got this new thing, and it will I think change the visual for podcasts forever. I truly believe if we do it right. I just heard the first sound test today, and they sound unbelievable. You can't even you can't even believe that you get good quality audio without a microphone in your face. Mm-hmm. So it's like what we want to do is innovate. And I knew if I was given any kind of money or power, I would invest that in what we're doing and creating more content. So thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to do that. We get to some flagrancy, but I'm very excited for this new year, man. Man, shout out to everybody who's Yo, rocked with us. New I know year, we've never, new week. <laughs> <laughs> I know we've never done like, uh, it was only like literally my only nugget of this show. We've never done any like 100 episodes, 200 episodes, one year anniversary, none of that shit. But I feel like every single year we've kind of leveled up. And like this upcoming 2020 is going to fucking like if you've been rocking with us for this long, man. Oh, get ready. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're going to make y'all proud. If you think we deliver a lot of content now, (laughs) it's about to be the next level, Uh, man. And Kaz, I would feel bad as a black man to let you go the rest of this episode. You got to fix your durag. Right oh, here, motherfuckers! So. My you, bad. I just, I just noticed it. I just noticed it. God I just damn it! it. Right, I got you. I, 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 got, I have my velvet on too. Yeah, like, yeah. nice and silky. Well, fuck thank, <laughs> you. thank you, Alex. I, I appreciate you. that. I, I like how you, you describe your velvet as silky. Oh, <laughs> velvet is the material. Listen, listen, it's nah, velvety. Niggas know exactly. They're called silky. It doesn't matter what what fabric that is. What the durag is, it's bro, still so, called the silky. Yeah. No matter what, that shit yeah. can be made of fucking polyester. Like, oh yeah, you got my silky. So silky on. isn't a material. It's, it's not a, a material. It's a feeling. It's what you feel in here. It's when you, got, when, you, when you feel the waves waving up in your head. It's like, all right, I got my silky on. Who decided that the waves were good? That the waves. Thing. Have you seen Usher? No, no, no. <laughs> man, like, like I think waves look really cool, but yeah. when did that become like fashionable? Man, I'll tell you. I mean, for me personally, is when I first saw like Mace with him. Mace was like the flyest. Nah, fucking even before that, you had finger waves back. I wasn't on know. the finger waves though. No, but man. I mean, like that's it's it's been around for a minute. It has been around. Women, women actually had a popping first, like when they had like short haircuts. But they would do fucking relaxer. Now, this, yeah. I'm getting really into deep black hair culture shit, right? Yeah. Relaxer is almost like a perm for white folks. What yeah. what makes your hair puffy makes women's hair or black people's hairs silky. Silky. Yeah, so yeah. they'd put the white shit in the hair, relax it, and it would make it wavy and take the sideburns and all this other shit and make it that shit. You could even go back to like the soul days when motherfuckers yeah. was perming that shit out, like um, you know the Malcolm X shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When oh, he was yeah, uh, yeah, little, yeah, 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 I forgot yeah, what yeah. they call what did what did they call it in that? Not a Jerry curl. No, no, no. But they was like. A perm. Process. Oh, maybe they did call it a perm or whatever. Mm, but yeah. yeah, yeah. My mom what? called it a perm. I what's up, big perm? worm? I mean, yeah. big perm. Big perm. Big shirt. What is it? Is it? What's up, big perm? God I mean, big damn. worm. Shout out Jalen Rose. Friday. I talked to him today about his pristine hairline and and what he say? <laughs> he was, he, was he on PEDs? Is he having any? Yo, help? I've had, I've had, I had a good conversation with him today. You can check it out on Big Apple Buckets. And he was just saying, like, you know, I got great jeans. Yada yada. yada Fuck but he that. does, bro. Yeah. Look at that shit. That ain't great jeans, son. That's, Dog, that's a barbershop picture. Go dude. back and look at look him in the Fat Five Days. No, I know he's always had a great hairline, yeah, but, but I mean to per, to oh, keep it that pristine. That shit is perfectly that. quaffed. <laughs> I can't believe a black man that age. He's got to be pushing almost 45, uh, 50 at I'm this point. I'm going with the PEDs when man, I, listen, when my shit's not going. Got, I got to finish. I feel line like for going for it right now. I got to finish line for my shit. Once my, sh- I'm either I'm either coming home, <laughs> I'm either going home, <laughs> yeah. or 
I'm, so I'm getting LeBron it, treatment, Once yo. it reaches a certain level, why would you not get LeBron? That's what I don't understand. And I'm not doing this, honestly, to plug any company that we mm-hmm. use. But, like, I balding is a choice. Yeah. It's it's a choice now. Yeah. But you got to get on it before. It's when, it's when cats you go bald and then they realize it. Yeah, the second you notice, mm-hmm. you got to get on the pills. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've, been, I've been trying to do this shit, but I keep forgetting to do the fucking... Uh, the doctor's thing, whatever it's just what? Like, yeah, just what you do gotta it. do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. What you gotta do? Hims, <laughs> yeah, you do hims. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you pop a couple hymns. of the gummies. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if they're and gummies. Then, I take pills. I cut them shits take up. The pills? Yeah. Oh, Every single day. Oh gosh, I need to do that. Nah. But no, the reason why I don't, just want to load The reason why I don't hit the bronze shit is because bronze, like when this shit is bad, like it looks bad. It looks stupid. It looks like once the shit like I'm pretty sure with him it just didn't work. Like I'm yeah, pretty sure he's not gonna work for everybody. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty like, sure he did everything he could. It just didn't take. I'm sure he did. He's What's the guy's from? All the money Tory Lanez. Had to hand, hand like, oh, like Tory Lanez, it didn't work for him. No, like, I did. Charlamagne called the trap toupee. Trap toupee. Yeah, <laughs> but like Tory thinks it worked for him, which is cute. But it, if you look at his hair, it looks odd. Yeah, his yeah, hair yeah. looks odd. But it's still in the growing process. It takes time. Oh, like uh. it. You've seen it get progressively better. Yeah, because Tigers. He just couldn't wait to show it off. Here's the thing. Tigers DJ is MB great. shit is kind of crispy too. Because the thing <laughs> about Tigers is like, so Tories when it grows out, it looks like baby hairs. Yeah, like this is it right here, right? Yeah, yeah. It, like yeah. when it grows out, it just don't look right. Mm-mm. But Tigers, he could actually twist, and that's how you know the hair is strong. Mm. I don't think he's fully black though. I think that. I think Who, that was yeah, I think. See, look at that shit. This shit came back from the brink, yo. Oh, Wait, go not, back it's right. It's over, bro. Holy fuck! Look at that. That's that's my finish. Line. That's my finish line right there. Son, I'm like, go to that one right there. there. Like, he looks like a turtle in the left one, right? <laughs> and he looks Dominican in the right one. He came oh back to God. Dominican, dude. Son, look at it. He got his hair I need twist. To do that shit. Look, go back up. Back, go back up. Look at this. Jeez. Something's off there, yeah, right? Yeah, nah, it's too. It's too. It's like he transferred pubes. It's almost Yo, like somebody he got drew the wrong it type of hair. Yo, Drew. <laughs> yeah. Can you pay for me to get the treatment and we? Document the whole thing as content. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even on camera. No, your hair is fine. What are you talking about? Your hairline yeah, your hair is good, if, dude. If I could bring yeah. the hairline down, I'll take your hat off. I'm busy. You go. Nah, like, your shit is it's, fine. What yeah, are you but about? if it goes What's down, my, like my shit is on the brink, bro. Hold on, let me, let me, you, let me take my shit off. You take like ten years off off your age. Like my shit is on the brink, bro. You see this? So nah, you, right, you know, y'all just right. got big ass foreheads, you're honestly. Right. Also, you got well, African expectations for your hair. <laughs> Africans never got the crispy hairline. That shit always goes nah, back, but bro. But still, bro, like a lot of Africans nah. got some crispy shit. Who? And my shit. I mean, fuck. I mean, Andre Iguodala, great hairline. Yeah, uh, I gotta see Andre Iguodala because I don't yeah, know. Because yeah, Ethiopians be having all the forehead, bro. <laughs> it's like known. Let me see. Yeah. Pretty sharp hair. Fam, nah, that's you. This nah, nah. is way back. Nah, nah, shit, yeah, but you see the corner. It's it's on the corners, bro. So corner your like, shit if your up. corners ain't sh- if your shit ain't sharp, like if you got if your shit like grooves, like you know when you run a route, yeah. And like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like the shit not sharp. Like if your shit if your shit is Amari Cooper, your shit is good. Ah. But like, if you're running routes like fucking Wayne Crebet, like Wayne Crebet, <laughs> just just curving and shit, yeah. running those Jarvis Landry routes. I didn't routes, say wheel. Like, uh, Why are you uh, running a wheel? <laughs> run a slant, motherfucker. Um. Sharp hairline. Frank. Anyway, we'll get we'll get y'all hairlines. We'll glow up. God this is gonna damn. be a fun year, twenty twenty. I fucking can't wait. Twenty twenty hairlines. So, <laughs> guys, <laughs> we got to start with some flagrancy. Let's get into um, it, man. Uh, I had a oh, and shout out to everybody who came to Barclays Center this past Friday. Yo, crazy. man, congrats on that. That looked amazing. It was fantastic, Stop. man. Uh, all in New York. Shout out to Casanova, the Locks, 
Sw- uh, Just Blaze, uh, yeah. Dipset, Cam, Joels, Fivio Foreign, Hold Duce Plus, the team, everybody yeah. who bought a ticket, we sold that bitch out. It was fantastic, man. Thank y'all for coming through. Also, I just want to say um, that that's incredible to see what the the Duce show has turned into, man. Yeah. It's, it's fucking unreal because, I mean, Webster Hall, that was a massive success. Mm-hmm. I grew up a few blocks from Webster Hall. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, that's a fraction of the size of the Barclays Center. Bro, it's... So to do it at that level is unbelievable, man. Congrats. Abs, thank you so much, man. It, it, takes a, it takes a fucking village to put that thing together. So shout out to the whole team. Obviously, you know who you are. And, uh, man, can't wait to do it again. Man, it is... Um, oh, yeah, another thing I just want to say before we move on to some flagrant thoughts and some flagrancy is that um, it's important to me that, like, the New York comedy scene knows that this new space that we haven't named yet, but we're going to name it, is not only investment in the content that we're making, but investment in New York comedy. Mm. So if there's ways that I could help comics in New York, I want to do that and I want to know. And um, it, it is it's important to me to give back and give opportunities because obviously the only reason I'm able to do this is because other people gave me opportunities that didn't have to, mm-hmm. you know. So this is an investment in New York comedy and New York comedy is on the rise and I feel like we're going to be in a good place and I feel like we're adopting some of those values that made the L.A. scene so successful in the last few years. So I'm really bullish on New York comedy in the oh, future yeah. and I'm going to make sure that we, I'm going to make sure that we get to the promised land again, 100%. Now flagrancy, let's Doesn't talk to about it, man. I'm in L.A., yeah. Okay. I do a show at the comedy store. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Jeremiah Watkins show, my favorite show to ah, do while I'm in LA. Jeremiah. He's fucking hilarious. Great guy. Yeah. Um, obviously, he was on the show. He has a show called Stand Up on the Spot. People yell things at you. You just do a joke based on that okay. in the moment. Okay. okay? It's a great show. Uh, no planned material. Everything has to be on plan. Great show. I go, I'm about to leave comedy store. Uh, right before I leave, Emily, woman who runs the comedy store, goes, uh, Schultz, they have a show in the main room. Main room is a beautiful room, 400 seats. It's Bill Burr, Joey Diaz, Greg Fitzsimmons. Can you do a spot? I go, I, I would be honored to do a spot with those guys. Let's okay. go do it. As we're walking in the back, she goes, hey, I just want to let you know this show is like for like people on the spectrum. And I go, wait a minute, like it's for retards? <laughs> right? And then she goes, she goes, no, 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 no. Like They're like in like a halfway house. And I'm like, oh, halfway house. That's like drugs or like, okay, like okay. you know, uh, I thought on the spectrum of society, like like these people are on the front. No, like, oh, these are murderers. Right. <laughs> Yo, I'm walking the back. I see some guys, like some white dudes with these like long beers, like biker guys. I'm like, oh, these guys are legit. Okay. And I get excited because it's like, well, they're not going to be offended by anything. This is like my perfect <laughs> audience. Like people who have done all the things I'm going to talk about. Okay. All of a sudden, my material is relatable, right? It's like, if I'm going to speak about the worst shit and I got the guys in there like, Yo, stabbing does suck like, oh, sometimes. Yeah. They're probably looking at you like, oh, that's yeah. bad. <laughs> Bundy, he's the man. Whatever it is, right? And uh, so I'm hyped. I'm about. To, I'm like. I'm going in. Yeah. I go on stage. First couple jokes. I, and listen, I'm not one of these motherfuckers that just goes, "Yo, I killed." Like, there's these comics that just say they killed, right? Mm. No matter how they do. I was. I was. I was killing, bro. I was going hard, uh-huh. and I'm fucking bodying these motherfuckers. And I get to this final joke, and it's a joke I only do if I really like a crowd. Okay. And it's a, jo- it's a joke about retards, right? But it's also about other shit. Okay. Right? But um. So I get into I feel this like joke. I know the joke. You might know the I feel joke. Like I know yeah. The joke. Yeah, yeah, and and again, I gotta really like the crowd because <laughs> the joke is fucking wild. Okay, like it is wild, but it's one of those things. Like if we're all on board, you're gonna we're laugh that in train. a way that's different. <laughs> yeah. it's a, you are laughing in a different way at this joke, right? Okay. So I go, I start doing a joke, and I'm not getting really anything from the audience. <laughs> 
I was murdering. And now this shit is real quiet. So uh, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I, I keep on doing the joke. I get him up to make maybe 50%, but it just was not the same as it was in the beginning. I was like, man, that's weird. And then I walk off stage, and the back and backstage is Joey Diaz. And Joey Diaz looks at me. He goes, hey, kid, uh, why'd you do the retard joke? I'm like, like, what do you mean? He goes, there's a room full of retards. <laughs> yeah, it's a benefit for retards. Why would you do that? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I go, I go, are you kidding me? He goes, he goes, he goes no, man, don't worry about it. He goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes they forget about it. They're retarded. <laughs> so I go, I go into the back room. I'm just screaming at these people in the audience. I was like, why aren't they fucking getting this? Turns out they were really offended. By what was going oh on? Oh my god, that was the one that you crossed the line. You Bro, the line. I felt. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, god I felt so fucking bad about that shit. Did I'm like, really? oh no, dude, I did. Nah. did really? First time I, ever, I dude, saw him really? actually genuinely felt bad. Nah. The sound guy came down one point during time. He goes, dude, that was ballsy. I go, <laughs> I go, I, dude, I didn't know. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be like well, they said edgy. They were on the spectrum, like that's. That's kind of that's kind I of asked far her if reaching. They were retards, and she said it's, no. It's far she reaching. She said halfway. How house. do you think people get to jail? By being retarded? Yeah, most of the time <laughs> they don't. They don't. <laughs> let's Bro, keep it real. But here's the thing: it turns out she did mean on the spectrum. Yeah. Here's the craziest thing: the first comic that went up, partially retarded. <laughs> He's backstage with me, and I apologize. And I didn't know he was retarded. Yeah. I thought he was just a comic. Oh god! Because like some of these, because <laughs> some comics like do this thing where they like play into how weird they are. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. just do this like I'm autistic They're type of thing. Yeah, and, shit like that. and it's just like okay, I, you could do that. I, no, 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 I'm really retarded. Yeah. So I thought he was one of those. I thought he was just like this weirdo guy that's like leaning into the weirdo. I gotta like, hear how he said it though. No, no. So I go, I go, dude, my bad about the whole thing. He doesn't even know I'm talking about that. He's like, he goes, he's like, he's like, yeah, I thought I had a weird set too. And I was like, oh no, dude, I'm locked in this conversation. I am locked in. I can't do anything. Right? I got to fucking leave. Dude, I he's had like, to. Cookies are tasty. Bro, he's like, what? I, I had to literally leave through the back entrance uh. because if I walked through that fucking crowd and yeah. one of them grabbed me with that retard strength <laughs> and just sat me down the whole that time. halfway house retard strength is different. Son. They Fucking the, most of the time they body people. It's not Bro. with strategy. Son. It's like oh, I like to play. Yeah. It was choke, choke, choke. Oh shit! He's dying. It's like oh fuck. Son, what happened? Son, it was good. Like, cookies crazy. are delicious. Dude, and, and we're gonna play steal the bacon with me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's my flagrant thought of the week. Can hey, you can you talk about what happened in Connecticut? What happened? Wait, what? Oh my! What happened in Connecticut? <laughs> happened in Connecticut? This, oh, is, this, oh, is, this is the worst. Joke. This Son, same this joke. This is worse. This Dude. is Christ. All this right. same joke. And what was I was about to say, like you know your fucking audience. This this same joke is fucking yeah. going crazy, dude. Mm. That's why I can't I can't bring it out always. I can't bring it out always. But when I do, bro, so it's. So I was in Connecticut, and there's yeah. this girl in the audience, and she's just like being one of these annoying fucking drunk girls. It's just going, woo! Like <laughs> randomly a joke. Like that's not how you really react to a joke, but she's yeah. going, woo! Like she keeps saying it. And I give her a couple warnings. I'm yeah. like, hey, you can't just yell out because it's distracting. You can yell out during like a silent pause that I'm actually as part of the bit. Like mm -hmm. you're just fucking the flow up. Mm -hmm. Woo! 
<laughs> and I go, if you do it again, I'm kicking you out. I, I know that you're being enthusiastic, but you're just distracting everything. So I'm, you're going to have to get kicked out, right? And I do the retard joke. And uh, she just goes, woo! At the end, I go, that's it. You got to go. You got to go. I get kicked out. Oh, right? God. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> I kick this girl out, right? I finish the show. After the show, who came to come up to you? You it's came up me, to me. Yeah. Alex comes up to me. He's like, dude, did you know the girl you kicked out was fully retarded? <laughs> <laughs> so she was just relating to the bit. Like she was, like, she was into it. She was like, I've been waiting for this part the whole night. He's going to do my joke. Bro. I kicked her out <laughs> at the one joke she actually got. I was on full panic mode. Dude, so Ali's like, you got to go out God. there and like, smooth this over. She could like write a letter. I'm like, write a letter? Who's going to write a letter? I'm like, what's going to there's one thing she's not gonna do she got the fucking crayon in her hand upside down (laughs) (laughs) I have told Drew why do we always do the slow jokes with other people just yelling like it's great it's never happened (laughs) I told you this is probably like your funniest joke because it's not the most clever but it's just Raw fucking funny Bro, like that. It is, it's like, just intense. It gets oh, intense. it hits you. Yeah. <laughs> that shit hits you. So. Like the way that people laugh at it is different. They <laughs> laugh different. Oh. No, 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 no. If they laugh like this, they just go. <laughs> 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 like their eyes go wide, and they like, what is happening, dude? I got a piece so bad. Can we pause for a second? Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, I got a piece. Okay. And I'm back. Um, did we finish? That combo, I forget. No, you yeah. left off on. Was just, uh, it was heavy. Yeah, you left was, off on the, on the way they laugh, and I think people laugh that way because it's, Cause it's one real. Of those. <laughs> it's ins- dude. It's we like, all have that thing inside of us where yeah. we where we know what to laugh. Well, not us because we're, we're pieces of shit. Yeah. But like most people have that thing <laughs> where like they kind of like stop themselves, knowing they're not supposed to laugh at it, but yeah. like in the back of their head, it's funny. Yeah. And I think. That part of your brain kind of reverses. Yep. <laughs> like you laugh first, and then you try to catch it. Like, oh, and that's yeah. fuck. dude. And that's why, like, it's like I bust out if I really like a crowd. Mm. And one of the great things that we've curated is we've removed that kind of like taking a moral stance about jokes yeah. with my audience. Yeah. Right. It's like they come out there for it, and for me. Like, there's a lot of people that can do, like, clever bits, mm-hmm. right? Like, you see, like, a lot of, like, one-liners, like, misdirection, that kind of shit like that. For me, clever should always be the addition on the bit, mm. right? It should start out at, like, raw funny. Like, Patrice O'Neal started out raw funny and then they added clever. the clever. Yeah. But it starts out in this visceral, real place. Harassment day. Boom. Boom. But then it gets clever. Yes. Like, oh, okay. We, we <laughs> should have sexual harassment day. Hilarious. There's nothing clever about that sentence. Terrible it's just premise. hilarious I mean, fucking idea. Yeah. And then you add the clever after. And I, that's what I love about like that bit is like we start in this fucking raw place mm-hmm. and then we turn it into some funny, but whatever. It doesn't matter. My bad if there was any, you know, retards at that show that were like offended by it or whatever. And I, that's not my intention. My intention is that we all laugh. The joke isn't even making fun of retards. It's making fun of another group, but I won't even, uh, I won't, I won't get to, mm, I won't tell too much of that. We'll save that for the special. God yeah. damn. Yeah. Hey. Please. Hey. <laughs> Can I tell you one of the greatest sports moments of all time happened this past weekend? Please, because we have a lot of. Uh, Woo! Kamaro Usman. Bro. My God. <laughs> okay. So go, let's talk go. about the Nigerian nightmare. This for guy, anybody who hasn't seen MMA it. fight. Mm-hmm. It, it was an amazing fight. Amazing so fight. He Kamaru Usman fights Colby Covington. The, many of you guys know Colby Covington. He's 
The interesting thing about Colby is he is playing a character. Yes. It is a gimmick. He's healing it up. He's healing it up, yeah, and yeah, his yeah, heel yeah. is that he's this MAGA Trump supporter. Yes. He, he got has, the Trump shout-out. He came to the cage with Candace Owens. The whole thing. He came out with the Make America Great Again hats, all that. The shit. whole thing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and what's interesting is that he was kind of like toiling in obscurity until he leaned into this character, yeah. and now he- Kind of like, uh, what's his face? Uh, Henry Cejudo. Not the other guy. Uh, he fought um, um, Anderson Tito Silva. Ortiz. Uh, white dude. He does commentary now. Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen. There you go. Exactly, yeah. Mm, so so like- he realized that you need antics. He went with these type of antics. Yes. And, um, and I mean, from my understanding, from what I've been told, is that he has, like, a guy who worked for the WWE writing yeah. for him. Oh, yeah. And, like, he writes all his stuff, and he has, like, papers that he's memorizing before he goes. Mm-hmm. He's fucking reading the Trump Jr. book during the, uh, the <laughs> press conference, the Triggered book. 100%. And shit, like, he's... So he's on. He even it. said he's he's gonna try and go to WWE after this. Like, right. That was his next. So step. he fights Kamaru Usman, and Usman fights this really brilliant fight. But Colby fought a good fight too. It was yeah, a very competitive came fight. Out, came out like a bat out of hell. Colby won aggressive. the first round. Yeah, he was he was definitely debatable the more about the second one. Mm. It was a close fight, but Kamaru is a brilliant fighter, and oh, yeah. he made adjustments. He started attacking the body. Colby had never really been hit like that to the body. And slowed him down. Slowed him down and and took away some of his um his uh, energy. What is the word I'm looking for? Uh, I guess it's speed. Not speed. Not a speed. Know, it's just... uh your cardio. Right. Endurance. Those body endurance. endurance. Mm-hmm. Body shots remove that fucking endurance. And mm-hmm. Kamaru Usman slowly broke him down and then that fifth round TKO'd him. But like really brilliant methodical fight. He was so poised and like so his game plan, he he made a switch. Most fighters can't make a switch because yeah. he was he was outboxed in that first round. Oh yeah, it was mostly it was mostly stand up. Oh, and because so, what happened is both of them are wrestlers that yes. are elite, and they neutralize each other's wrestling. Mm-hmm. So they're like, listen, we could spend all day trying to go down and sprawl. Fuck it, we're gonna stand up here and kick and punch. Yes, yes. and and I, and in the first round, I was like, oh, Colby's gonna. TKO this guy. I, I thought it was, was over. Win. I thought Colby was gonna win. Kamaru like made first. a fucking change. Yeah, and that is a brilliant fighting move. If you can, in the midst of war, mm. make a change, you're a next level fighter. Motherfucker That's is disciplined as fuck. Discipline. It's a fucking. It's a. It's That's a that great, wrestling background, dude. It's a great fight to watch if you're a casual like myself. Yes. You know what I mean? Because it's the most exciting part of MMA. It's not this wrestling like on the ground no, shit. No, it's 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 like watching a real life street fight. It's like what would happen if you just got a bunch of cars and around in a circle and you just had two guys just fucking go at it. You got one guy who is the noble champion, Nigerian man, doesn't really talk much, very. <laughs> Strong, silent type, and you got this fucking like myself. And then, you got this, <laughs> then you got this white man who is playing up the heel, and in a way, and and the great part about it was, and if you watch wrestling, sometimes crowds swing, and if you see Colby coming to the to the to the cage, you know this is this is UFC country. This is like a lot of motherfuckers who. Like that Make America Great Again shit. Motherfuckers was chanting USA for that dude like a lot of the time during the fight. And as the fight wore on and they saw like the warrior fucking spirit in this dude just chop this dude down little by little. Broke yeah. his fucking jaw with a, yeah. a me- I think it was a left hand. Mean fucking straight right. Straight right. Oh, straight right. Yep. Mean fucking right hand. Broke his jaw. Give it to Kobe though because the motherfucker, he's tough Son, as shit. Son, they both fought brilliantly. Great fucking the, fight. Here's the thing. if And this is the crazy thing. If I thought the stoppage was early, but I'm not upset at it. Mm-hmm. I think that Colby was defending himself. 
I think that Kumaro could have got the stoppage very easily, but I thought it was a little early. Yeah. But if he makes it through the fifth round, they looked at the scorecards, and I think two of them were tied or something. Yeah, like, but it was it was different because I was listening to Rogan. Rogan said they got to fire the fucking scorecard judges yeah. because those motherfuckers don't know what they're yeah, doing. Because yeah. he thought, obviously, Kamara fought the better fight. But I'm watching it. I'm listening to the crowd. I'm listening to the to the it's commentators. Close. And shit. I'm like. Besides the fifth round, by the, by the fourth round, I was by the third or fourth round, I was literally watching it like this result's gonna piss me off because they're gonna yeah. get a distance, yeah, and I think they're gonna give it to this dude, yeah, Kobe, you know. But I mean, I'm pissed off that I, I would have liked, I would have liked a questionable decision, mm-hmm. just because it creates a trilogy potential, yeah. And there's nothing better than these two guys going back and forth oh, yeah. about it. But like I think they'll go back at it again. Or though. well, here's the, the problem. Here's the problem. I, I hope they do, mm. but here's the problem, and they should. But if it went to a decision, at least for Kumar, who deserved it, because I think he won bare minimum three rounds convincingly, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. of what I saw, if it's a decision, he can always dispute the decision yes. and go, let's run it back. You can't but dispute a knockout. You can't dispute <laughs> getting your ass fucking whooped mm-hmm. like that, right? So it, there's less of an impetus for, for the rematch. Yeah. But I think that if he gets a couple more impressive victories... You will see it. And where Kobe fucked up is because even, like, with all the antics that, you know, generally, personally, I'm not a fan of, but as a fan of wrestling and drama and all this other shit, I'm like, I get what you're doing. This is dope. I'll pay to watch this. The thing he should have done is said, Kamara fought a great fight. I did what I had to do, yada, yada, yada. He sprints from the fucking yeah, cage. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, Real pussy shit. He was talking wildcat shit the entire fucking lead up. Yeah. I don't even think he did a fucking press conference. Maybe because I don't know if he had to go to the hospital or whatever. Right. Like He didn't do the press conference. And then the first thing he does is get on Twitter and, and bitch out the ref and bitch yeah. out the scorecards and all this other shit and say yeah. it's an early stoppage. Like, my dude, yeah. you won me over. Even like personally, I didn't <laughs> want you to win because I don't fuck with your, yeah. you know, the things that you're talking about. But... During the fight, you're looking on the timeline. The motherfucker's like, "Yo, say what you want about this motherfucker, Kobe. He's, t- he's tough as shit. Like he's tough as shit. He's going at it." And then he just kind of went back to bitching shit. Like normally people do their fucking in the bedroom, not the octagon. Mark Goodard, I go in there, I go in there to kill or be killed. You robbed me of that. You robbed the people of a fair fight. You should be ashamed of yourself. Fake nut shot, fake eye poke, fake stoppage, fake ref. Well, like the motherfucker's gonna kill you if they didn't stop. Him here's, here's, here's what I'm thinking: is like <laughs> you if you thought that dying. he hated <laughs> immigrants before this fight mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean like if you thought he was he, if he oh, was yeah. like a gimmick or a character in MAGA he's definitely MAGA Not now like now he is I think this is what took him to get on board <laughs> oh no I don't th- I obviously I absolutely do not think he's he's playing a character I just think he's doing no he what, was no, I so, think I think he's doing I think he's this no, no. is what he really believes so th- no, he's no, just no, turning no. it up to 11 so, he, so like here's the thing that's do. what he said right that's yeah, what yeah. he said that like oh, I, I finally got the courage to do what's inside me, but he needs to say that because if it comes out, he's a gimmick. But like literally, I was talking to Shaw, you know Brandon Shaw, yeah, he does, yeah, yeah. you know Fighter and the Kid, and he does a food truck diary. So they did a food truck diaries. Mm-hmm. He's like going over what he has to say when they stop the camera, and then Shaw was like, "Bro, you don't have to do this. If you want, we can just do it normal." He was, and he goes. No, I gotta do it. <laughs> like reluctantly, and then he's talking. You know, he like hires girls to be with yeah. him, and he's like. Could you girls like I don't know maybe massage my back or something oh, during like the God. whole thing is shtick. Jeez. So it's like and he's exhausted by the shtick. Yeah. But at the same point, he's almost out of UFC if he doesn't you do the shtick. You pay him, bro. You got to do it. You have to do that shit. You so, have to do that shit. Have you seen this fucking um 
this video. But what wait, Drew, you don't think he like is uh, Republican? Like, you don't think at all, dude? He was best friends with all these guys, like Jorge Masvidal, like all these dudes, like. They were all homies. Mm-hmm. Like, there's even a point once when he was in, like, Florida and, like, some Muslim dudes, like, run up on him. And they're like, how do you feel about uh, the Muslim faith or something like that? And he's like, and, like, they caught him when he's not, like, character character. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, I love I, I love Muslims. It's great. It's like, you should believe in whatever you want. This mm-hmm. is America. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, he's like, oh, th-, like, it, it's it's complete shtick. And I, I was talking to Rogan and them about it. He's like, it's just shtick. Mm. Now, it's convincing because he looks the part. Yeah. And there is this feel like it's so hilarious to see like Twitter get so excited and legit journalists, sports journalists were getting excited about oh, it. Yeah, like, Andreas was going in. But like Andreas you know he's in. faking it. <laughs> it's like it's like getting seriously happy mm-hmm. about like the Undertaker losing <laughs> because you hate dead people or something. Well, here's like, the thing. I, I'm all, <laughs> like, ooh, I hate people who come back from the dead. Finally, someone got him. John Cena got him. It's like, wait, are you taking this at face value? Like, you're a journalist. Like, you know the real real. Well, what I think is, I, and, and Andreas is a smart fucking Yo, dude. Andreas is so I funny. Think, that motherfucker act like there's like a like a, a, a hurricane around his mentions. If you look at anybody who tweets him, they're fake. <laughs> like, he's like, all these MAGA people in my mentions, I'm looking at them, they got no followers and they're no, no it's like, but that's it's not them, real. Though. That's them though, like I get that shit too. I the think fucking... Andreas made all those accounts. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, those bots and shit are real as fuck, but I guess yeah, if it is shtick, great, that's shtick for him. Yeah, but if you really- That doesn't mean like hundreds of thousands of people are watching like, yeah, fuck those niggers up. Yeah, like, but, yo, whoa. Wait, but here's the thing, what you should do is, if you really wanted to fight it, yeah, that's what they sound like. I know no, it's rough. That, it's hard that, there. No, but if you want to yeah. fight it, what you do is this. You go, hey, this is shtick. Yeah. Any of you guys following this, mm-hmm. you're idiots. It's fake. Mm-hmm. Expose the gimmick. But he doubled down, though. Of course he's he going to double down. down. But like, I, Connor did that, too. Connor had shtick. Connor was, you no, know. It was never this kind when of When he shit. was fighting uh, Homeboy, Actually, Russia I believe dude. Connor, 100%. When he was fighting Russia, dude, he was like, bro, like, after fucking dude hopped the fence, he was like, dude, I'm just trying to sell tickets, man. I'm just trying to get buys. Like he don't, he wasn't trying to disrespect a homeboy. I forgot I forgot the dude's name. The dude like with Khabib, the fucking Khabib. Khabib. Yeah, he wasn't trying to disrespect. He was like, oh man, just trying to sell tickets, dude. Yeah. Like, after after you take the L, like this is the most cringy shit. Did you see this? No. Henry Cueto. Sehudo. Oh, yeah. Sehudo. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, I, can't. <laughs> I don't speak Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes. God. I love this shit. <laughs> Press play. This is the most cringeworthy. Want to talk shtick? This is great. Daddy's coming home. Dana White, let's sign that contract. Ah, and one last. Oh, This is great. Your movie sucks. (laughs) What did he say? Your movie sucks. Yeah. Look at you, man. That's how you sell tickets. That is how you sell tickets. Oh, this is great. God damn it. This is great. If they keep doing this, it's going to be the. They're gonna take over WWE. They, it, they, because that's all UFC's been missing. Son, yeah. And why wouldn't you watch this instead of WWE? Of 
course. This is real course. stakes. But everybody's getting hip to it, though, man. Everybody's getting hip to it. To, to the game WWE plays. Everybody watches the UFC. It's like, yo, this is real fighting. This is real fucking action. This is real stakes. Real money's on the line. Why aren't? Why isn't this more popular than the WWE? Nobody's watching WWE for action. Mm. I mean, some people are. No, I, I do. For the drama I watch it. and the story. They watch it for the drama. They watch it for the storyline. You got to bring people in. You got to tell a fucking story. Yep. We watch people. We got YouTube now. We can watch motherfuckers fight in the street any fucking day. <laughs> we can watch people die if we're that bloodthirsty. Like, we yeah. need some shit to get emotionally invested in. And that's what the UFC has lacked for the past couple of years. Mm. Every super popular or All successful right. UFC this fighter has had Son, a fucking shtick or a storyline. Go, go to this. Go to Twitter and find the promo, and I, I posted it, for the Conor McGregor Donald Cerrone fight, have you guys seen this promo oh, video? Oh, cold! This is cold, unbelievable. I fucked around and brought some proper twelve over the weekend just because <laughs> of the fucking, just because of the video. And and nobody's paying me to say this. It's quite delicious. Is it really? It is actually really I good. I like it better shit. than Jameson. I, I like it better than Jameson. Oh, okay. It's I a like whiskey. It okay. It's a whiskey. Okay. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same. Joint. Like, Wait so, a minute, guys. It's not It's kind of. Okay, go to the beginning. Can we get? Can we do volume on this or what? Oh, all right, let's let's, let's pump this up. But the UFC motherfucking needs that guy back more than anything. Conor McGregor. Oh, yeah. We can play the audio for the SoundCloud, but. Maybe we'll just mute it for YouTube. Yeah. Right, just so mar we'll, mark the time and then so mute it. So we're going to talk over this while we're, no, while no, we're no, playing No, just mark the time and then we'll... All right, cool. Okay. When Conor McGregor fights, you're witnessing something that comes along once in a lifetime. Mm. Who was coming out there time and time again, mm. putting it all on the line, and continuing to show up? The song is great. So it's just Connor knocking motherfuckers, Knock motherfuckers out. out. Prime Connor. Ooh. Jose Aldo, sit down, Ooh. son. Sit Seven down. seconds. Don't worry, we won't have to deal with this much longer. <laughs> Look at that. Oh. Ah. God damn. It's all good. Don't worry. The game changer, Conor McGregor. He's been away for some time now. Who should welcome him back to the octagon? This is a great Connor shot. Doesn't care. Conor says, "I will fight anybody, anytime." The wealth, dude. Woo! He's like, "I'll need the fight for anyway, the fucking money." So goddamn it! You see my car? See my fit? This shot. Oh. <laughs> this shot. How do you not root for that? Motherfucking cowboy on the white horse, though. <laughs> Sit down. Boom. I love that little sound. Boom. Oh, oh, sit shit. down. You're too slow and too stiff. You're stiff as a board. <laughs> I'd snap you in half. Come on, man. <laughs> 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 oh, the game oh, missed Connor, bro. The lit. game missed Connor, goddammit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Amazing, whoever it is. This would be a great place to watch 
A great fight to watch at, uh, at the new, <laughs> new compound. Exactly. Ooh, maybe we invite some Whoever folks. Whoever edited that was amazing because every major hit was with a snare you, drum. You heard the snare. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so, so fucking smart to do I that shit. It. God damn. They, they, like, they brought fucking music video aspects to a fucking fight, fight promo. promo. And do that first scene of him on the horse in the snow. Yeah. You're like, oh, and what a great juxtaposition. He's got the rides, the cars, mm. the, the glitz, and this guy's just like country. All American yeah. boy on the cowboy hat. I can't wait. Dude, I'm not going to lie. But I think they took that out of the Stylebender promo. Probably. Which, which no, nah, I mean, like, when he puts his videos out, like, he adds that type of music video stylistic mm-hmm. thing to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think UFC is like, oh, shit, we need to... Step I think they need to step their shit up from watching Stylebender. Yo, the Stylebender promoted himself. Oh, he wrote, he did his own video yeah. on it. Oh, I yeah, know he, he does a own. lot of the. You know, once he puts out after where it's like, like the anime yes. that's built into it and shit yes. like that. Like yeah, he's yeah, yeah. doing that. Yeah, that's no, not that's UFC. Next level. That is next level. Oof. Boy, it was, a, it was a good fight weekend, man. Dude, it's you, Terrence Crawford, like. Dude, the fight game is in such a good situation mm-hmm. right now, boxing and UFC. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah, I'm like, I find myself really intrigued with UFC. Nah, especially UFC, especially UFC, even boxing too. But UFC especially, right about now, they're kind of getting into a nice groove. They got the Nigerian takeover happening. They got Connor coming back. They got, I think, Amanda Nunez next week, who she's probably. No, gonna... no, she won. Oh, already. she fought already? She fought already. She oh, yeah, well, she's knocking bitches out. That's what she does. Did y'all talk about Anthony Joshua? I know that's boxing, but. What happened oh, Anthony Joshua? yeah, with uh, Andy Ruiz, that fight. Nah. Oh yeah, the fight. Yeah, yeah, I thought I was thinking of Rumble Johnson. Yeah, for some reason. yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but the fight was ass. He was like, I was partying too. Like much. he was on defense the whole fight. Yeah. Ruiz came in not even in shape. Not like, even it in was, shape. Yeah, it, it was, was just a, such a huge disappointment. A, the whole thing. He just won, but you could tell he just wanted his payday, and he's yeah. he's probably never gonna fight again. And he, he proved everybody right. Sure. It's like you look Ruiz. at Ruiz, yeah. and you're like. Oh, you don't have any discipline. You're a fat guy. <laughs> and then, of course, he goes, No, you know, I'm just, my metabolism is slow, but I do work hard. And mm. then, for the biggest moment in your career, you come in 15 pounds overweight. It's like, No, egg. you don't have discipline. Yeah. You, you, that's why you're fat. There's no other said, reason besides you do not have discipline. Yeah. Simple as that. At, at the end of the day, having abs is different than being skinny. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be skinny and not have abs. You could be skinny and not be like Diesel. Absolutely. But, like, discipline, discipline mm-hmm. is what. Stops you from being extremely overweight. Yeah. So do you have it? Do you not? And Andy just doesn't uh, speaking have Speaking of abs, no homo. What happened? Have you seen homeboy from, uh, uh, what's his name? Kamel, the guy in... Um, Nanjani? Why are you pointing at me like that one? No. <laughs> I was pointing yeah, at yeah, Alex. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was... Like, have, <laughs> you seen, have you seen yeah. this motherfucker? Is that really him? Be knowing. Bro, yeah, he's training for... Uh, <laughs> he's getting in shape for... Uh, what? Not in humans. What's the name of the fucking... Eternals. The Marvel movie. Yeah. You seen this motherfucker? Yeah, I saw a picture. I didn't think Bro. it was real. It's real? Bro. Yeah, but I be thinking these, like, never especially been... the Hollywood guys, because they don't get oh, tested or whatever. Steroids. So yeah. they they pump so? up all this shit. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not hating. They didn't come. Yeah. Yo, listen, if I was if I was famous, if I was in Hollywood, and I, I'm about to be in a, a fucking Marvel movie yeah. next year, oh, yeah. give me and all it's just the funny because he goes from, <laughs> he goes from Mr. Funny guy. It's not competition. He goes from Mr. Funny like guy to like, now he's motherfucker. You dead ass. Like, I don't even... How you get a chiseled jaw? How the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, where did jaw come from? He got the fucking John Cena veins on his right arm and shit. Like, you know how hard it is to get those? Yo, I was kind of aroused. <laughs> I was kind of aroused. I was looking at this. I was like, yo. And our final announcement this week. <laughs> One last announcement. And, I, and since Akash isn't here, I am gay. <laughs> well, I know if Akash sees this, he's probably going to... Oh, he got hate. He got oh, hate because Akash is like oh, top bro, three Indians. Bro, now. This guy, to now, son? Look at that shit. 
Yeah, that's crazy. God damn. That's crazy. Nah, that motherfucker got ripped. I, I don't get I don't get a lot of male envy as far as like ads. Just abs though. Like, I look at somebody's abs and I'm like, yo. Can you explain that? What Eternals. is it? Eternals. Uh it's a Marvel movie coming out in the next couple of years about like these motherfuckers who have lived for like three hundred years throughout the, the universe and fucking coming together to save the fucking world. And I All think right. uh, I think Angelina Jolie's in it. They go, well, it's supposed to be a big yeah. movie. It's so it's it's gonna be more Guardians of the Galaxy type yeah. stuff. So they oh, go outer to space different shit. universes and shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, but goddamn, I don't get male envy for a lot of shit. But if you got good abs, I could look at you and be like, I like those. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if you got big, like that's the most that's the biggest that conversation a guy could give a chick, right? Ain't that the biggest com- that's the biggest compliment you could give like another dude? Like you won't say they look good, but like like. I can see why bitches like that. <laughs> like that's the closest I'll get to saying like you look good, bro. I'm like, nah. I can see I why bitches. bitches like that. <laughs> Yo, bro, nah. I got ab envy, man. I be, like, be complimented the fit. I compliment the fit. You can compliment the fit. <laughs> that that's my way of saying but like, oh, you look good. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, oh no, nah, that looks good on you. You, you, you got that. You got that. Oh yeah, my motherfucking uh, paper boys in it too. Should be a good. Should be a good movie. But holy shit, I am aroused. Whoa. <laughs> All right, I'm going to switch the topic for Kaz um, comes on the bottom <laughs> of our sorry, table. sorry, guys. Is, <laughs> Yo, how about them Lakers, bro? <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, I need to shout out one guy real quick. Shout him out. Uh, asshole Army. Um, there's a guy, and his Instagram is karma with two A's. C A R M A A S A B I T C H. So it's like karma's a bitch. Um, <laughs> he got fired from his job mm. because his job found out that he was doing. He was uh, listening to my stand-up clips or watching my stand-up Ooh, clips. Okay. Now, I think he might have just been trash at his job, but <laughs> and they just use that as an excuse. And I asked him that as a possibility. That being said, but he's from the Toronto area. If you're from the Toronto area, asshole army represent. You know what I mean? You need some security. You need somebody in, I don't know what exactly his other expertises are, but holler at him because we can't have people getting fired while they're supporting. So karma's a bitch. Uh, go DM him and um, just help him out if you possibly can or give him a job lead or something like that or take care of your boy. Let him know the because Army provides. Real talk, it. the Army provides. We got to do that shit 100%. All day, all day. Um, what else we got, Kaz? Yo, these fucking Lakers, bro. Yeah, so Lakers are legit, huh? Shit. I haven't shit. been watching. Bro. This is this pass is dope. Makes me, they makes just had sick. Yeah. Oh god damn! It's like motherfuckers having career years again. Dwight Howard's back from the dead. Fucking Anthony Davis probably gonna be defensive player of the year. LeBron's fucking killing, and he's got all that time to be a good father on top of that. Yo, question: Yo. Did you see the clips from Bronny's game? Yes. I wasn't that impressed, B. Bro, he's in ninth grade. <laughs> but he's but he's playing against seniors. Is that why? Yes, no, no, These are like highly oh. ranked high school teams that he's playing against. Okay, like okay. Sierra Canyon is a uh, is number one team in the country. They have a bunch of outside of uh, Zaire Wade and Bron James. They have like a mad high D one guys on their team. Right. So just the fact that Bronny Junior is even getting time on his team is impressive. So, uh, but his shot selection was peculiar. It was like all these floaters from like twenty feet out. Yeah. Like, but the motherfucker. I mean, his his one thing got it understand about Braun is he's about 14 years old 15 I think 14 15 years old 
Um, I forgot the team he was playing. He was playing against St. Vincent St. Mary, which also right. nationally ranks. Of course, still, yeah. all the best team, best players in Ohio. They won. It was his best game as a high school player. Right. Like, I've watched other games where maybe he'll have, like, a layup or a dunk and they'll be on SportsCenter or whatever. But, like, this is, like, an actual game where, like, he really played well. He got MVP of the fucking game and shit. Right. Like... He's no Mikey Williams, and Mikey Williams is probably, like, the best ninth grader in the country. He's the one who dropped, like, 77. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable yeah. kid, but but Bronny is, you know what I mean? Like It makes me think this. It makes me think in He's order a different for, player than LeBron. Yes, but in yeah. order for him to, like, reach the league, he's going to have to have a growth spurt. I think he will. How tall is I he? I think he will. He was only six, I, six foot. He's he's about six three, six one, six two. Oh, six two. Okay, yeah. So here's the thing with Bronny. Uh, I saw him over the summer at the Peace Jam. Yeah. When he was playing for uh, uh, yo, Savannah's so fucking dope. Yeah. You see Savannah in the background. The That's what the fuck is up. The realest. <laughs> uh, I saw him at uh, I saw him at um, at the Peace Jam. I was doing color commentary, and he was only about like barely six feet at the time. I so think he's six one. I think he's six one. Maybe he was, barely, he, he was barely dunking at the time. That was right. the thing. He was like he had like the rim grazer dunk package in two K. Now the motherfucker's getting windmills and shit, catching alley oops. Like, right. bro, he's got time. He's got three, four years in high school to fill out, grow up, get stronger. He's a he's a baby. He's five games to seven games to his high school career, yeah, though. He's gonna be good. He's gonna be very fucking good. Injury, you know. I just wasn't shocked with his. I just wasn't blown away. Mm. That kid, Mikey Williams or whatever like that, he's got some clips he's where ridiculous. it's like you're blown away. He's ridiculous, yeah. But, but yes, they're like he the same younger. height, too. Like, Mikey Williams is probably like same build, like 6'2", yeah. 6'3", six six or whatever, but the motherfucker got, hops out the gym and he gets buckets. But well, I think I think that Bronny, obviously if he grows to a— That's Mikey Williams, by the way. Yeah, Same age. Insane. Just fucking— <laughs> Ridiculous. There's something different with yeah. this kid. So, I don't know what the fuck is going on with high school that's kids lately. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yo, you got it. Yeah, nah, he's a beast. <laughs> From here, um, you got it. <laughs> he's a beast in a sense where I know they're not gonna they're not gonna play this kid this season. They don't want that. Don't oh, Sierra Canyon, you don't want that. Not yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yet. I don't think Bronny's there yet. But I've I've been watching this kid. I since think Bronny grade. can be good. Yeah. I just from what I see right now. He needs to grow yeah. because I think that you see certain things early, like you see jumping ability, mm-hmm. you see uh, like fast twitch kind of like movement early. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a little kid on on Bronny's team. He's much smaller. I think he runs point. Yeah, you know yeah, the kid yeah. I'm talking about. Uh, I want to say it's Dior Johnson. I don't know. But I he's mean, one of the, no, agility no, is good. through the roof, right? Okay. Like just bouncing back and forth. It's yeah. unbelievable. But he's small. So for Bronny with what he has, mm-hmm. I think he needs to be. I think he needs to be up there in that like six seven six eight range. I was thinking like if he's if he if he tops out at six 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 seven he'll be all right. He doesn't got to be six nine like his dad, but if he tops out at six six, I can see him being like a good shooting. Guard. I can see him like a Demar Derozan type. Right. I can right, see right, him being right, like right. one of those like slashing yeah. guards and shit. Like he's six. We're two. also putting the LeBron James yeah that's, pressure on him. Yeah, We're like giving him the expectation of LeBron. Here's A lot of people are saying like, oh my god, like we're putting too much pressure on the kid. I'm like, yo, if there's anybody more built for this type of pressure, it's him because he's lived with it his whole life. He's yeah. lived with it his entire life. The motherfucker has been in the public eye since he was. Like, I remember the first time I saw LeBron James Jr. Right. I think uh, when they first won, I want to say the Heat Championship or whatever. He might have been five or six years old or whatever. Right. But goddamn, it's a big kid. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, who the fuck is that? <laughs> 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 oh, the eighth grade too. <laughs> Shit. 
Jesus Christ. Uh, but no. nah, man, like, I think, you know, I, putting the LeBron James number one player in the country straight to the league type of pressure on him is a lot. Yeah. Is he going to be a, a productive college and eventual NBA player? I think so. I don't think that's acting too much, but at the same time. Oh, you think he's going to college? Ooh. I mean, by the time. have to. By the time. Nope. I mean, I think by the time he's. Uh, I think by the time he's, it's time for him to go to college. I think that rule will be long gone. Right. I think yeah. in the next three or four years. I, think I don't think if be. he has to, he's not going to go. Uh, he, if, here's the thing. If I am LeBron James Jr., go to college. Really? Go to college. Money ain't going to make no difference. No, it ain't about money. Bro, he. Learn the game. You got to let him. You got to let him be that kid, bro. Yeah, but you don't let him be that kid. Like he's you don't already, think LeBron wants to play with him. I do. And I, do. I think so. The fastest way to get him to the league, come straight to the league. I totally understand that, but I think just him as <laughs> I don't think he's gonna get that kid experience wow. now. Obviously, and the and and the high school has like the fact that ESPN is broadcasting his games as a freshman. They're not there to see Zaire Wade. They're not there right. to see all these other. They're there to see Braun Junior. Right. By the time he gets to that college level, I don't think. Going to the school or going to the NBA, I don't think he's going to be any more popular. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. hype's only going to get bigger. Right. So I do think he should do a year of college. I think he should do do that March Madness experience. I think he needs to go and be the man somewhere for a little bit. You know, and granted, we're we're talking about a freshman in high school here, but I think he should do at least one year in school mm. before he makes that jump. Like you said, I do think he needs to get that growth spurt. I think he'll get it because, you know, he's got Bron. He's got Bron. No, but yeah, I was, I was looking I didn't hit a growth spurt until I was 16. So LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You had one. It was just this way. So LeBron was six foot at 13, and then by in two years, his sophomore year, he was six six. Yeah. I can see that. So he could go up. I can see that. I think he'll get that. I think whatever, whatever fucking, uh, whatever shit they gave Lamelo Ball. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're gonna years, be giving Bron. They're gonna give him that shit because Lamelo Ball. I was like, I don't, I don't shot up. I don't see it in lots. Not a motherfucking six seven. Yeah, he was like six one when he was, you know. Nah, it's like, a different. It's a different situation. Yo, did y'all man. y'all hear? Did y'all see the video of the uh, Patriots thing? What the uh, the Spygate too? Son, the Patriots were cheating Whoa. to beat the Bengals? <laughs> <laughs> There's ever a waste of cheating, bro. The Bengals have won one game this year. Honestly, though, kind of makes me respect the Patriots. Because <laughs> it's that serious to them. It's but that fucking serious. We don't give a fuck on the Bengals. Yo, they're son. really trying to we brush this cheating. shit under the rug. <laughs> we cheating. So like, that means they do it every game. Every, every game. game. So it's like, and the crazy thing about it is, Nobody seems to care. It's almost like Trump with the impeachment. It's just like, oh, that's the new news. It's like we're used to we're used to yeah, that is kind of the Patriots, I guess, it's cheating. It's what like, they do. It's like, part of the culture. It's the Patriot way. If there is a – they've said this. He said – Bill Belichick has said, if there is a line to dance on, we're going to dance and come dangerously close to that line until, you know, you you until it shocks us. And so it's like, all right, we won't do that. But ever since, I guess, like the last spy gate, he was like, we're not even going to come to the line at all. We're not going to do any of this shit. Yeah. But clearly they're fucking lying. Yeah. <laughs> clearly they're still going to fucking do that shit. Because that's that's what Bel- how the way Belichick gets down. And you know what? If you've gone this way, like, does anybody so, give a fuck when they count rings? No. Jay Glazer reported that shit like 
he had the biggest news of the century. Yeah. So. Yeah. And nobody, <laughs> and nobody gave, a, gave fuck. a fuck. Like I know. Yo, he was he was going in too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it looks like fucking uh, Watergate footage. And nobody Yo. gives a shit. <laughs> but it was funny hearing the guy that got this like real New England guy going. Oh, so he's telling him. Oh my bad. I'm reading the the, the caption. So like the security stuff like, hey, uh, you can't film that. I was like, oh my bad, we'll delete it, we'll delete it. He and literally <laughs> but you gotta hear his voice, son. He's this New England guy, he goes, uh um, yeah, we could delete it right off. I can't do a Boston accent, but uh, we could delete it right off of here. No, no, because there's no other way to see it. Mm. My camera is the only thing I have. Da, da, da. I mean, they're clearly trying to cheat. They're clearly trying to cheat. Like, they are cheating. They're well aware that this is illegal, and they're telling him, hey, you can't do that. He's still filming. <laughs> and he was like, I think his excuse, they were getting like B-roll or some shit like that. They were getting B-roll of the field because they were following around a scout. That you know was what he's the doing. Argument. And the well, stalling. And the scout wasn't even. He's stalling as long as he can. Oh, like, he's probably asking questions. Those answers, oh, what happens if we do this? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Like they're still filming the shit. God damn. Shout out Jay Glazer, I mean, bro. So here's the thing that, that, that is interesting, the only right? only five foot man amongst. Amongst all these athletes. <laughs> so here's the thing that's interesting, right? Yeah. Is. We don't care if the Patriots cheat or not because we expect them to cheat, right? That's us. Mm. But if you're somebody that put a lot of money on that game, mm. right, mm -hmm. and you bet against the Patriots, if you're someone who's put a lot of money on any game this season against the Patriots, you must assume that this is not the first time they cheated. They've been doing this every, every, day, every single week. Oh, yeah. So if that's the case, mm. as someone who bet, I would be going nuts because I'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They should be on. Losing that bet. I should be able to get my money back at the very least. Listen, that's why motherfuckers like is gonna start getting broken the years as the years go by, man. As gambling is becoming legal in every state. Yeah. That's why they're making motherfuckers have like real heights for NBA, real fucking injury reports. Like they can't fucking hold that shit back until like the day of, like all this shit. It's because of fucking gambling. And if you're fucking up the gambling money, either the league gonna take care of it, and if the league don't take care of it, you know who's gonna take care of it? Motherfuckers that take care of shit. For real. <laughs> and that ain't going to be pretty for nobody. We're going to start getting fucking uh, uh, niggas throwing games, throwing fucking, what, what's, what's this, the Black Sox scandal when they threw the whole fucking World Series? Like, that's just going to come back. Right. That's just going to come back, especially if they're not really disciplining them over that, you know? And, you know, it's the Patriots, so they cheat. Well, it's just, I'm surprised. I'm surprised more people, maybe nobody put money on the Bengals, and maybe that's the <laughs> issue, but I'm surprised Somebody more people did. haven't caused a stink over this. Somebody did. And, then, and, the, and the Patriots did the cute shit and let the Bengals, like, score first. Like, see, we weren't even using this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> and then just fucking demolished them for the rest of the game. I didn't watch like, the game. Yeah, did they nah, do they, that? Got the, they got on the board early at first. I'm like, oh, that's smart, Belichick. Let them think, you know what I mean? So here's, <laughs> here's what's going. the most impressive thing about this. Mm -hmm. Let's say the Patriots have been cheating like this for the last 10 years yeah. right not a single snitch like even in the organization like the, wait for it like wait for mob, it bro. wait for it even in the organization that will cut you mm. ruthlessly mm. they will cut you ruthlessly over allegations over too. allegations over anything not a single snitch oh, that means not a lot of people know I, mm. Probably the teammates don't know. It's probably just oh, Brady. Well, then how are they going to learn about the plays that the other team has, right? What's the advantage happen? that they're doing is going, is going. the advantage that they have is they know what plays the other team is going to run. Yeah. yeah, but the offensive and defensive coordinator. It's like, hey, I think so you, you should so you go with So you know what it is. So you know what it is. Allegedly, the people <laughs> yeah. filming this are like part of like their like – 
their the Patriots like dot com like channel whatever right so allegedly so nothing can come back to Belichick yeah Belichick's yeah. whole stink is like oh we don't even touch that stuff that's PR that's yada, yeah yada. but you know there's a guy of course who connects with another guy of yeah. course and that's like yo yeah one keep, of those keep the, right. keep the circle like, nice and tight keep it nice right. and tight no leaks none of that shit it happened with the Astros. The motherfuckers was uh, stealing signs. In the I World can't series. believe that more stink hasn't been made about that. <laughs> no, people don't Dude, care about Jesus. The World Series <laughs> was they won, won the World Series. But, they, but fuck, fuck whether your team won or lost. Yeah, it's about betting on the game. Like yeah. people lost millions of dollars millions. betting on that game. Millions. How are you not asking for your money back? I'm surprised. How are you not it? suing? Like, if I was, Jeez. if I was someone who lost the money, mm-hmm. I would sue the Astros. Absolutely. Not the betting agency. I would sue the Astros. I lost millions of dollars. You guys made me lose the money because mm-hmm. I bet on this game, assuming that you guys would be operating through fair and true practices. A clean game. Yeah. Clean game. It's not clean. What do they do in boxing when somebody's on steroids? Oh, it's no decision. No decision. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same with MMA. Same with maybe other sports as well. Same yeah. with the Olympics. Oh, yeah. you want a gold medal? Oh, you were on EPO. You don't have a gold medal. Mm-hmm. But with baseball, mm-hmm. something is off here, dude. Something's off. Something don't it's give. It's bigger than us. It's going to be fucking, we got to fucking blow the you should, gate open Honestly, on I, could, I could stop this right now. I could stop the entire thing right now. You make it legal to sue the cheating team. You don't take away the rings or anything like that. Mm. But they won't cheat knowing that they're going to have billions of dollars of lawsuits towards them. Mm. So they're like, oh, it's not worth it. Because if we do get caught, then the organization goes, Belichick, stop fucking with that cheating shit. <laughs> stop you fucking with that cheating shit. I mean, these teams are worth billions of dollars, though. You think Bam. the Yankees can't afford a little... Couple, they're probably shaking off lawsuits like like Marv Albert, dog. Like, don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, they're like a couple hundred thousand dollar lawsuits here, a couple million dollars. That's nothing to them. They spent, spent, spent like $300 million on a pitcher. And so, then you Harvey, seen Harvey Weinstein, bro? <laughs> Son. Son, Harvey Weinstein came this. out and said women should be grateful for Yo, me. you called Son. this a couple Son. weeks ago, didn't this you? Guy. Did I say that? <laughs> what did he say? He said women should be grateful for what I've done for them. They've forgotten what I did for them. You said this a few weeks ago. He's not wrong. Like, Yo, let me tell you something. Harvey Weinstein. I'm I not deserve saying, a pat on the back. I, all I'm saying is. When I saw that <laughs> shit, I was like. Ballsy. Yo, but look at this. Why this would is, you say that? Son, this is all media. This is. Oh, dude, the media is so corrupt, bro. Look at this. Ready? Mm. Look how the shot. Look how this picture is taken. What do you see in this picture vividly? Was that a walker? A walker and oh, and the IV. All this yeah. IV and shit in his hand. This picture is made to be sympathetic for him. Wow. All this shit is, bro. Oh, you think so? A hundred percent. So but he's his eyes all fucked up. I actually up. thought it was kind of they were setting him up. No, because it's like he's at rehabilitation right now. Yeah. Right. So they, so they might have given him like some meds. He could be on his like. Uh, no. Fuck, who was that guy who was You know what happened? He probably met shit. one of them girls this at is... the Lower East Side Comedy Club and caused <laughs> some shit. <laughs> but this is what allegedly happened. Apparently, he decided to get this back surgery, this, that, the other. His back's fucked up, right? Every old person's back is fucked up. Mm-hmm. But um, look at all these pictures. Him with the walker. Uh... He's dressed normal with his normal sneakers. He's not also, dressed like, like a, a billionaire. Oh. Bro, they're doing it so that you sympathize with him. 100%. Go back to the other shot. It's a it's a regular hospital bed. It's not some fancy billionaire thing. It's regular. Everything is normal here. Now, even his shirt, it's got fucking no. cornflakes all over it or something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. What was that Cheetos dust? <laughs> some shit. But they're trying to make you feel bad for him. Apparently, there's video of him walking around without the walker. Really? But for why? Why would why would? Because that's what they do when you're in a criminal trial. Because mm. they want you to. They want the jury to oh, feel so bad for you. So he bought this shit. 
Son, of course. Of course he bought that shit. Like, yeah. So so look at his poor old man. They were intimidating the time to come and all that type of wow. stuff. Of course. And, they, and, and dude, they were like trying to intimidate the witnesses. Like, he's given $25 million to these girls so they shut up and he, they're going to shut up, which is hysterical because you just prove him right. Mm-hmm. What did he say the whole time? They just want my money. Mm-hmm. And then he gives them money and they just like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and he doesn't have to admit any wrongdoing either. Bro, like, you shouldn't be allowed. That's why I think the justice system's always fucked up. This is exactly why. If you got bread, you will get ahead. Like you ain't yeah. fucking. You ain't. If you if you got Weinstein money, you don't get by. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's the reason why. And, and 50, 50 said this shit on Instagram the other day about Oprah going after Russell Simmons and R. Kelly and Bill Cosby and all this type of stuff. Like mm-hmm. yo, love Bill, love R. Kelly. They ain't got Weinstein money. It's yeah. like, you know, like Oprah ain't climbing up that tree. That tree will fall on you. Yeah, why is, <laughs> like, why is Oprah getting all this smoke? I mean, like, well, I guess he- And uh, also, she, there's a lot of- Okay, we got to cover a couple things before we before we finish up here, mm-hmm. but we got to wrap up soon. But uh, I want to know why Oprah is getting this smoke, and then I also want to know why Eminem and Nick Cannon are fighting. Oh, my God. Yeah. Here's so, my thing. Oprah's getting the smoke because she's going after black people. Yeah. It, it seems as though she's going after black people. After, uh, out of well, all these- what? My thing is- Whenever she backs a documentary or something like that, mm-hmm. it just happens to be. It's always attacking black other black entertainers, yeah, yeah. which is a little, like, smells a little weird. Um, my thing is, if I'm Oprah, you gotta at least throw somebody else in there just to mix it up. Yeah, <laughs> you ain't just gonna go all black. Like, Why? And, well, speaking of trees not falling on me, I don't know, so I'm not gonna say nothing crazy about Oprah. But there's something really uncomfortable because it's like these are people that she's worked with. And Russell Simmons, if you can find Russell Simmons um, you know, post that he did responding to to Oprah coming out with his documentary or whatever, he says a bunch of things just kinda like questioning like why she's coming after him. Granted, like, you know, I guess he he's speaking his piece and I don't want to mess up any details, so I'm not gonna like act like I know exactly what he said. But he's basically pointing out like, hey, listen, like all these things happened about 30 years ago. Uh, I've taken dozens of lie detector tests. I've been proven innocent to this, this, that, this, this, that, this, this, that. You're only talking out of all these people who have gone on the record and say whatever. You're talking to people in specific. And, okay, if I could, it's all as fuck, but maybe we, we don't can have get, to read the whole thing. Yeah. But, okay, so here's my question. Yeah. Is it possible, I'm just throwing it out here, but like Oprah goes, well, this is closer to me to and my, my community. community. Yes. That's why it's important. Whereas, I, maybe the average person doesn't give a fuck about Harvey Weinstein or no Harvey Weinstein. Whereas, yeah. was was Russell preying on women in her community? Was was Harvey? I mean, Harvey's like banging these little white girls, mm-hmm. right? Maybe that's well, not Russell as important. Russell wasn't necessarily banging all these black girls either. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean. She was like, banging. So. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, why no, is that story more interesting? Here's the thing. I absolutely understand where Oprah's coming from. There could definitely be. There's definitely a a, a a train of thought to, hey, this is my community. These are the people I know. These are the people I've trusted with my platform in my past. So I wouldn't be. I don't want to be a hypocrite and being like, oh, I'm not going to go after these people just because they've done work with me in the past. I'm fair. Yada yada yada. There's definitely a school of thought on that. On the other hand, kind of fishy. It's yeah. kind of fishy, man, especially after like the Michael. Yo, like I don't, talk- I don't know, I don't understand what she got out of going after Michael Jackson, who's been dead for. Yeah, I feel years. that's the only misstep, really. You know what Just I mean? Like the, the fact that they put the Michael thing out without having all the concrete. But did she go after? Effects. Oh, she went after R. Kelly too. Yeah, yeah. 
So Which it's just like, like fuck R. Kelly. I R. Kelly, I, I, so, <laughs> I support it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even this Rush shit, like, I don't think she's going after Rush. She's just pointing out a big thing because the Me Too movement, uh, it pointed out all the shit going on in Hollywood, but it didn't talk about what was happening in music. And it was probably right. even bigger in music. Way so crazier. she's just doing the story that hasn't been told yet, which I respect her for. I think the only reason why people are trying to pay, like, giving her some smoke right now is because, like, all right, the three things that you have produced have been targeted at African-Americans. Mm. And if you're talking about that, especially with, like, you know, the, the conspiracy theorists that are out there, like, anytime you're trying to take down a, a black person of notoriety, it's always going to be looked at a different lens. Like, why are you trying to take down some of the few, you know, I mean, there are some of the few prominent black men that are out there. Yeah. Like, you know, there's always people thinking there's a war against black men or, or just masculinity in general where they're trying to, you know. It's just tricky, man, because it's all tricky. Sometimes you're doing the right thing and people are like, yeah, you're doing the right thing, but why don't you also do the right thing towards white people? It's like, well, maybe I'll get there. Yeah, true. <laughs> I get there like, eventually. If you're a scumbag, you're a scumbag. I don't know the whole situation with Russ. I don't know. <sighs> he was know, accused someone. of, of. I mean, here's the thing. I know Russ got. He a lot says of he has he has a good quote on the hair. Scroll down a little bit. He has a good quote about like exactly. Because I don't even think it's just about Russ. I think I, it's wait, just scroll me right to hip hop. I have been. Go back now, my fault, my fault, my fault. Today, I received a call from an old girlfriend from my early 1980s, which means that they're using my words, evidence against me, and their commitment. All the claims, all the claims are 25 to 50 years old. Puzzle proof. He says something along the lines, I'm guilty of, use, boom, I'm guilty of exploiting, supporting, and making the soundtrack for a grossly unequal society, but I have never been violent or forced myself on anyone. Still, I am here to help support a necessary shift in power and consciousness. Let us get to work on uplifting humanity and put this moment in old narrative behind us. Damn, the wifey show? Oh, I hear that. Mm, stick oh, by your man. Shout out to that. Shout out Kamora Lee, bro. Even, even, whew. That's telling. That's she telling, was, man. She like, was the first Asian I thought that was attractive. Really? Yeah. Bro, Kamora Lee definitely put me on the Blasians. Yeah, She was yeah, the first yeah. joint. She was even, she's still fire. Out of all these days, still fire. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I hate even talking about these type of things because they're always messy and, you know, I, you never want to dismiss just anybody's fucking, you know, you don't want to dismiss anybody's trauma or plight or whatever because there are definitely people who have been, you know, grossly fucking, uh, you know, affected by these things. Yeah. At the same time, if we're going to look at the, uh, look at one thing with a, with a certain lens, you should look at the other as well. As far as Nick and Eminem goes, I think Eminem's going to be on Wild Now. <laughs> Eminem? I think Eminem's going to be on Wild Now. Why? I think that's what it is. I'm like, well, I just don't understand why you reheated that, like, decade-old beef. For what? You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there's, there's, that's the, I feel like that's the only play. That is the ultimate mashup collaboration of, like, battle rap comedy. That's what I thought it was. I thought you it put, was I thought it was just PR, dude. That's I it. I'm like, y'all really still like, beefing over Mariah? put Eminem on his bio on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> <The> invitation. <laughs> oh, I, my I gosh. honestly feel Nick and Eminem had a conversation. It's like, hey, this is how we play it. Bro, I'm I, I, th- I think it goes that far back. So Eminem puts this, because it's did- like, to and to say to take shots at Nick and Mariah this many years removed from the situation, it's like, come on. But then I'm hearing that Nick was doing some interview where he brought him up, and I think it even started back then. He's like, yo, I'm going to say something about you in this interview. 
You send a diss track, we have this rap beat, <laughs> and then we settle it on Wild and Out. It works for both parties. It works for both parties. Yeah. My motherfucking my pro wrestling mind doesn't believe shit anymore. I think and we were just Eminem about- is kind of dry right now. Yeah, he is. Yeah, no, he's not even kind of. He is. He is absolutely dry right now. And if I'm Eminem, I go on Wild and Out. I go to his show. I'm like, bro, there's no there's no amount of money you could pay him. Like, even if you really don't like the nigga. But what's this? But what's this like new uh, thing that that um, Nick is running with? Like he's all of a sudden like super woke, super pro black, and everything is racist. And this is brand new with Nick. We never saw any of this with Nick before. No, I kind of. Well, I think when he started his podcast, he started. Yeah. Talking about stuff because so he never really. His podcast a year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but that's what I'm that. saying. He never really had a platform where he no, could I think speak he does as much. Show on Power 106 too, right? Now he does a morning show. Yeah, mm. but even this, like, since Massa incapacitated, what is it? He says at 50 Cent, Nick Cannon's going to 50 Cent, which is brave. Since Massa is incapacitated, we cordially invite you to come to the show. Massa meaning Eminem. So he's bringing up like slave antics mm-hmm. with Eminem and 50 Cent now. 50 Cent became a multi-millionaire because of Eminem's cosign. I don't think that that's akin to slavery. 100%. If you don't think he that Eminem, Eminem put 50 on, bro. Eminem put him the fuck on. I guarantee Come on, that. Bro. But like, that's not saying that he wouldn't have maybe had success, but it's not like we didn't know who 50 was. No. Like We knew we knew how to rob. We had that song. Yeah, he wasn't 50, popping, 50 popping. He was the hottest free agent in music at one point. Like He mm. would have He would have popped off anywhere. And on top of that, since then, he's blown up on shit that had nothing to do with. And music. Fifty always has M's back, so it's just interesting sure. that like you go with the slave narrative. It's like anytime you support a white guy, it's like he got to be your master. Like it's just kind of, it's one is disrespectful to like slavery, mm. right? Because <laughs> it's like you really thinking that like how detached are you from slavery that you're going to compare one multimillionaire empowering another multimillionaire and go, yeah, that's just like slavery. <laughs> it's like if somebody made you tens of millions of dollars, wouldn't you have their fucking back yeah, too? You like, idiot. Yeah. Andrews hasn't made me ten millions of dollars, but I'm very supportive of this Yo, motherfucker. But once, I've once I on do, but once you do, yeah. motherfucker, I'll be the first one to jump on Instagram. Like, and, yeah, I'll no, but I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, and it's it's almost like when every politician like. Um, compare shit to the Holocaust or it's whatever. Like, come they on, B, like, it ain't the Holocaust. Like, you, easy, a Nazi, you know what yo. it is? It's not about it's not about who they're saying it to. It's about convincing the masses. It's an easy thing to it's get. It's the easy to, thing to do to flip on. It's yeah. like, oh, oh, but slavery. that's what I'm saying. He's oh, playing. Holocaust. He's playing off of the insecurity that people have. Right? Mm. It's like it's kind of disgusting when yeah. I see people do this. Yeah. It's kind of disgusting, yeah. bro. It's like you playing off the insecurity that people have, and you're playing off the the real fears that black people have of black and people. paranoia. Yeah, like, yeah. do people always prey on black paranoia? Oh, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, look at all these pictures. Yeah. You're playing off of, you acting woke, you're wearing that stupid shit on your head, and you're acting like you really care, but you're just praying off the insecurity of people. It's like you found a new hustle. Like, you found a new shit to pimp. Mm. Oh, I could pimp them like this? Okay, boom, I'm going to get their money, I'm going to get their support if I get behind this narrative and place this bad guy as the person that's always also been holding them down. This shit is, man, it's corny. When I see this, it's like, how do people not? And quiet is kept. I think he's just trying to get his guys on. 
Like he's got like if you Yo, look at the wild real talk, clap, you want to talk about like Charlie Clips. You want to talk about conceded. people not getting paid enough? Mm. Ask them wild and out guys how much they get paid, mm. Nick. You really want to talk about the plantation? <laughs> you yo, ask them while and out guys how much they get paid on your show, God Nick. Damn, I'm because not, not a single one of them very happy with that paycheck. Ask them when they tried to go on tour yeah. and you shut down their tour. What eighty five south? Oh, not, I'm, I'm not gonna put all the business out there, but you no. couldn't. You couldn't go on tour. You trying to head on eighty five south? Yo, they, you couldn't go on tour unless it was with the Nick Cannon. Because they all went on tour. Everybody who was on the MTV Wild and Out shit oh, yeah. went on tour. And you couldn't call the show the Wild and Out show or whatever it was mm. unless Nick Cannon did. And then Nick Cannon embodied the live show. And now you had to do it under him. And then you make way less under him. Now, granted, he created the platform. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, let comedians eat, bro. Yeah. Like, there's a certain point in time where it's just like, yo, let them hit the road, do their thing. Now, they just do it under the 85 South Show Live, mm -hmm. of course. But there was a time where it was like, oh, you're not going to let them tour? Like, now what? Hmm. Granted, they did their thing, but you really want to bring out that slavery shit? No shit. You really want to do that and act like you're the one empowering your people? So why are you squashing your people every time they're trying to make money? Why are you trying to take a little out of their pocket every single time? When it comes to that, you probably more experienced than I am because I don't know the inner working of that shit. But like to play devil's advocate, a lot of these motherfuckers I wouldn't hear of if it wasn't a while now. A lot of them. Son, you know it was I mean? an amazing platform. Amazing platform. Yeah, so yeah. maybe he was trying to just protect the brand. It's like he doesn't want if he's not as connected to it, he doesn't want people using the name to try to get tickets. I'm not, I'm not even. Yeah. I'm not even against it. I'm with it, and I understand as a businessman, it's a shrewd thing to do. Mm -hmm. That being said, if you're gonna be shrewd and potentially cheap with your with your people, you can't exactly criticize. You can't exactly call another dude a slave master and mm -hmm. another guy a slave who he who he made millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that. <laughs> it's just like it's, it's like we know what Eminem did for fifty. We know what you did with with the guys under your show. It's like eh. that's why I feel like this whole shit is just complete bullshit. That's why he's like using Eminem's these gonna as be on wild now. Yeah. I think Eminem's gonna be on wild now. No, I think he's trying. I think to it's get gonna be a Eminem big. They're gonna have a live fucking show. If I'm Eminem, I want to do wild now. Oh my god, because you don't want that. to do wild now. Nick don't want that smoke. Are you kidding me? If I'm Eminem, I'm like, yo, you know what? Invite me to the fucking show. Yeah. I'll come do your fucking show. I'll slap the shit out of you lyrically, verbally, whatever. <laughs> and whatever the fuck you may think about Nick, this will be your best. I'll watch. Yeah, we all go to it. It's wrestling, baby. You're going to watch. Yes, it's, it's all pro wrestling. wrestling. It's all pro wrestling. You see Eminem doing, he's going to do live battle reps on MTV. What? Eminem kind of needs that too, man. Yo, Eminem needs it because Eminem is cold right now. He's cold yeah. as fucking. Cold. cold as ice. Ever, cold as ever since he went serious, like, once turkey. we lost like playful Eminem. When he the drugs. The, I hate yeah. Trump. It's the drugs. Once he got clean, it was, he was, it was a wrap. Son, get back on drugs. Just be goofy. Be silly. Like when he got all political. Get back on drugs. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> Even when he did, I think he did the BT freestyle when he was like talking about Trump. And it's you could tell, much. you could tell he was tight that Trump didn't react. Oh, he was super. He was tight, tight that Trump didn't yeah. react because he because that was that was his go to all the oh, time. Oh yeah, pop stars, politicians, and you know whatever, whack rappers or whatever. Yeah, you get that that interaction, you get that beef. That was his shit. But Trump's too smart for that. And, and you know thought, what Trump would have reacted to? Mm -hmm. What happened? No, because I was telling him to get back on drugs, and then like. 
rappers had recently passed oh, away yeah, right Jesus. now. So yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. don't, do don't yeah. actually do that. Yo, just be funny again. You know, it's, you know, <laughs> you know, it's going to be interesting though. Cause all these rappers out here saying we don't do drugs no more. We just smoke weed. That's going to be like when you change your Facebook profile picture to the person who just died. <laughs> right. Or you're like, you know, shout one. out to Sudan or like, you know, shout out to Paris or whatever it is. Like the we're with you. Is, I think Trippie but real talk, said that before. Real talk. What's going to happen is you're going to see exactly how long it takes them to flip back to doing drugs. Mm. Just like when they remove that Facebook profile yeah. picture. Because like, there's no way these rappers ain't going to do drugs. Not. My thing is, like, how, how serious are you really? Are you going to stop doing drugs? Are you going to stop performing songs that we talk about glorifying taking pills and drinking lean? No, you're not. All sort of shit? No. Are you going to, like, come on, son. Come on, son. Like, it's the, it's the, the Juice the... World shit. And the Juice World shit is, is fucking frustrating as too because it wasn't like... He was some junkie. He was literally trying to swallow pills because FBI was about to search his plane. My buddy got an interesting argument mm. that he he goes, and I won't say his name just because I, I don't know if he wants this argument out there, but he's not white. He's not black. So he's a neutral party in this. Okay. Got but it. he goes, but he says, um, not all, he goes, not, he goes, not all hip hop, but you see a lot of these people in hip hop that we look up to. And they're the greatest um, marketers of white supremacy. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, like the people are talking about the things that destroy your community. It's mm-hmm. like, what do white supremacists want? To destroy your community. Right? So yeah. if you're going to talk about drugs and guns and all this other shit mm-hmm. and all the fucked up thing you can do, and you're going to promote that as much as you possibly can with your community, it's like mm-hmm. you're doing their job for them. Yeah, no, that's our biggest. I mean, I'm uh, as, a, as a black person, I could say that's definitely our biggest Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. Like we are our worst, our own worst enemy all the fucking time. <laughs> All the fucking time. Like we're, you, we're, we're very hypocritical when it comes to, you know, we want, like, here he was, he was the one thing we heard all all last year, right? Yeah. Remember when, like, there was a bunch of female rappers out there that were, like, strippers and shit, whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh, my God, why don't people listen to Rhapsody? Rhapsody talks about positivity and da 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 Rhapsody drops the album. Nobody fucking bought yeah. it. <laughs> Nobody fucking bought that shit. We wanted to hear that. Like, we want... Everything we, a lot of things we do, I'm not going to say everything. Right. A lot of things we do as a community sound good in theory, but we never really practice it. Yeah, but you know what's ironic about what you said, Andrew, is that hip-hop is so big now. Like, even, I think more white people consume it than black Way people. More white people consume Way it. more. And, and that's, you part, see of, and I think that's part of the reason why <laughs> there's a huge opioid epidemic yeah. right now. Right. The because they epi- promote that shit. They no, no, no. Op- opioid epidemic is definitely happening in white people. Yeah. And they but promote that shit on hip hop. Sure, sure, and, and maybe that's a part of it. But I also think there is something I want. I'd be curious to see if in the opioid epidemic, if you saw like country musicians or like hard rock musicians singing songs like "I sling my opioids to, <laughs> to all my poor whites," and I, you know what I mean, because that's how mm. I get bread. Like I wonder if white people. That's like, not as catchy. Yo, no, but like I, I sincerely wonder if like these like white New England people would be like, "Are y'all really listening this to that? Terrible. Like, what yeah. the fuck are y'all doing? Like people are dying over this shit. What are you bopping your head to? Oh uh, god. I'm curious. I'm just curious. I don't know. And I think I the know. elder, the eldermen in hip hop have couldn't like went against it. Mm. I think they see it. I think they understand yeah, it. You know, they it's go, just oh, it's whoa, hard whoa, to whoa. convince it's the kids. kids. It's the kids. Because yeah. kids are going to be drawn to childish shit regardless, yeah. right? And and every group has had their things. Don't get me wrong. Like the psychedelic groups are there. Like the hip, what is it? The crack in the 80s. No, no. I mean like um, 
like those like hippie, hippie. rock bands yeah, who yeah. like mushrooms okay, and these okay, types okay, of things. Yeah, and then yeah, when yeah. the rock and roll bands came out and they're all about drinking and and fucking singing about heroin and that kind mm-hmm. of shit. And then motherfuckers were dying of heroin. Yeah. It yeah. was a real it was yeah. a real thing where yeah. and then what you did is as they got older, you saw a lot of these groups and the ones that are still around, they sobered up. Mm-hmm. Like they'll be like, all right, if we're gonna do this, everybody has to be sober. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe that is the transition that happens in any in any music. But I always it'll thought happen. I think it'll happen eventually. Um, I don't think it's, I mean, it's got to start guys like Trippy Red, like saying like, Hey, we're not doing any of this. You can't say, Oh, we're just doing weed. Like, just like, don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, yeah. even if you're going to smoke a little weed, like just put the narrative, just put the message out there. It's like, Hey, we going to sober now. Like we're not doing this shit. Like you lost, yeah. you lost Juice World. You lost fucking Mac Miller. You lost, um, what was, what was the other guy that passed away over overdose? Um, um, he said Little, little Zan or something. Fucking Shit, you almost Zan. lost we, uh, Wayne. Well, we lost, almost lost Wayne and Rick Ross. Fucking almost a, lost them man. both off of lean seizures. That's, that's the I mean? other thing. Is like once you get in these pharmaceuticals, bro, it's like everybody thinks it's safer because it comes in that little bottle. Yeah. It ain't safer, dude. That's why I don't it's trust the same government fuck weed. Shit. I don't trust government weed at all. That's why. No, I fuck with government weed, bro. I mean, I, I, I don't trust it. <laughs> I I'm scared like of it, dog. Shit. I'm scared of it because once it becomes, it's like McDonald's. Like McDonald's started out good in theory. Yo, like when there was like five McDonald's. Like, Duval oh, changed yeah, my whole. Make- Duval changed my whole mind about McDonald's when he was on Rogan. Mm. Duval goes. You know, he's talking about, he goes, yo, when you're traveling, just eat McDonald's. That's your friend. And Rogan goes, yeah, man, but have you seen those videos where, like, they put a McDonald's hamburger on, like, a shelf and they just leave it there for a year and then they come back and it looks the exact same? He Mm. goes, and Duol goes, ain't that good? (laughs) (laughs) He goes, he goes, that's what space food is. It just lasts forever. True. So, <laughs> McDonald's is space food. <laughs> he goes, if it's, good enough, if it's good enough for astronauts, good enough for me. <laughs> and then he goes, if you eat too much of anything, it's bad for you. I don't care what it is. Yeah. But just eat in moderation. Bro, he said that shit. And I was like, man, Duval might be on to something, Yo, dude. Brilliant dude, man. Brilliant dude. Fucking Tarol. Not Tarol. Shadow Jacinko. What is that? Oh, loves, loves McDonald's. McDonald's. Lives off that shit. Motherfucker still has six pack abs. He still run a four three forty if he needs to. But imagine he ate like real whole food, healthy. Eh, but why? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, uh, theandrewshows.com for more dates. We added a bunch of dates. Um, you know, stand up. Obviously, I'm coming out there to New Orleans. I'm. Co- oh, I'll be in Philly this weekend. I think it's almost sold out. We did add a second show on the Sunday night as well um, to Helium Comedy Club. Uh, but uh, yo, check it out. We added Minnesota. Minnesota, uh, Fillmore, we added um, New Orleans, Joy Theater, we added uh, Milwaukee, so if you're in that region, Chicago, we're not coming back on this tour, but if you want to drive up to Milwaukee, the Paps Theater, we're playing out there, we obviously, we got Hawaii, we got Virginia, we got Miami, we got Orlando, we got all these cities and more, theandrewschultz.com, make sure you go check that out, um, and we will be out there and Kaz you got anything dog uh, just uh, check out Big Apple Buckets today after you listen to Flagrant 2 I got Jalen Rose on the show yeah. I got Matthias Kiwanuka on the show we got Adam Sandler and Kevin Garnett on the show it's a deep 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 episode it's only 45 minutes it's quick it's easy for your commute uh, check me out at SOI The Thread um, do, gosh I'm in doing some shit I'll be doing play by play for the uh, Kyrie Irving Classic on December 23rd with uh, Slam Online hey. on uh, yeah May December 23rd uh, bro Broadcasting three games. It's going to be great. Um, and uh, Yo, last yeah. chance. Go check out the special. or Go get tickets for the special if you want to be there, man. It's going to be wild. And um, you can get that on my website, theandrewschultz.com. There's a link up there. Remember, pre-sale code is MATADOR. Okay, you got a few days to get them before everybody else does. I appreciate y'all. If y'all can uh, make it, that's amazing. If you can't make it, 
you know, then you'll see it. But uh, you've all played a, a huge role in, in this being possible. So I want to give you guys the opportunity to be there. It means a lot to me. All right? Bro, congratulations yeah. again, man. Thank you, son. Thank you all so much. You, yeah. Thanks so much. And I'm excited year, to share man. the new studio oh. with y'all, man. Yes, I can't wait. Go check out uh, Ben Uyeda, Mike Montgomery's um, – YouTube pages, you can see all the different work that they do. You can see some uh, videos on Instagram that they do of, of certain things for the new studio. And uh, go check out Overtone Sounds. they got amazing uh, soundproofing. If you have a studio, if you're podcasting, you've got to make sure your sound is crisp. So make sure you do that. And uh, I'm going to tell you the audio-visual um, I'm going to tell you audio video, visual company that we use and give all their information. We're trying to build industry over here, man. So we just need to make sure that we share all these things with you. Also, um, fashion. That was crazy. Mm. I haven't spoken to y'all about that, but the fashion is sold mm. out. We thought we were Yo, that shit was have... on eBay? Son, they started reposting <laughs> it, bro. It was crazy. Motherfuckers were reposting oh, the fashion. Lit. Reselling. And, or reselling. is it reselling? Yeah. Reselling the fashion on eBay. And the craziest thing is they didn't even get it yet. How you going to resell something <laughs> you don't even got yet? You know what I mean? That's how they do it. Yeah, that's, that's, how, they that's how they do it. That's how they do it. stock yeah. market, man. Bro, it's it big. was just so crazy. So it, it, it's really awesome to see. It's really awesome for this to happen. And, um, you know, those all, all your shirts and all your hoodies and everything like that are going out. Those will never be made again. Um, that is that fashion drop. And every fashion drop is going to be isolated in and of itself. We got some new shit cooking up for the next one. I'm very excited. Oh, very I legitimately tried to fucking buy some shit. On some, once I saw it moving, I'm like, all right, yeah. let me grab some before it was out. Yeah. Shit fucking sold out. So if you could please save me. Yo, next I, got you, I got you, son. I got you, son. All right, man. Wait, and Al's and like, if there are any shooters on any of the tour dates... Oh, yes. Yes. Hit me up. I respond. I try to respond to most of my DMs. Hit me up. You know, we, we always appreciate any help. Oh, yeah. So if any shooters or any any photographers, too, even if you don't do video, we like having good pictures yeah. of the shows uh, as well. So just let us know. And um, honestly, it's a great way to get into the show if you don't have a ticket. True. You know what <laughs> I mean? If these shows sell don't out. Don't tell them that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, if if they sell fire, out. Bro, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it, it is what it is. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you all so much, man. We appreciate y'all. This is Flager, too. Peace. Peace.